I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Picking up my fro with my fist comb. I got a tab at the stone, baby, this long. My little brother was having a little trouble. I hope he doesn't care that it's in this song. Korea town lunch and talking about how to run things. He said Atlanta wanted something. Walkie Jeezy and Future got the streets locked down. Copycats making sure tip keep that crown. Fucking around with the truth. Went to see the roots. Quest brought me backstage in a suit. I went hard because niggas say that I'm soft. Even black thought thought. I made it a little hard. I gotta be honest. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Saturday feedback. Yes, it is. Find us at theblackouttips.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Uh, just search the Blackout Tips. Uh, we'll come up. We appreciate everybody that does that. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We promise to read it live on the air mm-hmm. on our feedback show. Doesn't even matter what you have to say, guys. Nope. So make sure you guys do that shit. Um, you can also find us, um, at theblackouttips.com. Uh, when you're there, vote in the polls. Donate to the show, become a premium subscriber, uh, leave us, uh, feedback, um, you can vote in the tippies, like there's a ton of stuff going on at our website, um, so make sure you check that out, um, you know, uh, we actually have 2014 tippy nominations going on, I see people all the time now, where they're, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and they're posting something like, oh, this is the so funny, this, this, this moment of the show, well now, you don't can, wait a year. Don't, you, you know, remember while it's on your mind, go ahead and go to the website, you know, favorite this link. I just put it in the chat for everybody on Spreecast. But, you know, remember, you know, that you can go ahead and nominate it now rather than have to wait later and then wonder why. Why wasn't this, you know, uh, why wasn't this up, guys? Why didn't this moment get voted on? Uh, like this is a, a way to hedge that off, you know, Um you can also do stuff like uh leave comments in your votes in the polls and all this stuff too. Um first of all, we want to thank all the people that donated to the show this week. Yep. Uh so let's give them a shout out. My man Michael F. Uh he uh he he donated to the show, man, became a first time recurring donator. Thank um, you, sweetie. Appreciate it. This is on top of his premium subscription. He just went ahead and was like, I want to do this. So Oh, thank you, sweetie. I really appreciate it, man. Thank we you so do. much. Um, a lot of people Going out there and, uh, you know, helping us out, man, definitely helps, uh, the show. Uh, you know, when we get bills now, it's really good to be able to pay them with the show money. Yep. Um, as far as, uh, you know, podcast related expenditures, which are a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're starting to learn that. And we, we want to thank everybody for giving and donating. And this allows Roger to and me to sit down and think of new content and new shit to bring y'all. It's so much shit we talk about that we don't even bring. And then we'll finally bring it and everybody get excited. And it, yeah. it benefits everybody. Uh, Tabitha M. She hit, she hit us with that recurring donation. Cedric W. Thank you, said. Thank appreciate you, sweetie. You. Uh, Remy W. We thank you so much, man. Every time I see his name, cause it's like RW, I want to, I keep thinking WR like for wide receiver. He wanted to call him Remy Wide Receiver for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Chandra G. Yes, Chandra G. Thank you, sweetie. Tawana J. I believe she's new. I don't think I've said her name before. So Mm-mm. thank you, Tawana. Thank you, Tawana. Got a one-time donation from Sharon G. Thank you so much, Sharon. We appreciate you so much. We do. Um, <clears throat> we got uh, Natasha P. Hit us with that uh, one-time donation. Thank you. She said, I took Chill's suggestion and gave a little bit extra. Because oh. Chill was... Uh, Chill was on here last week, uh, doing the, the benediction the and, uh, 
everything out here so uh thank you so much everybody who donated yes thank you um all right man we have uh so much feedback to get to uh, I guess as normal, we'll start with the five star reviews. If that's okay with everybody. Yep. All right. Let me go to iTunes and check the five star reviews there. Don't forget if you're from another country, let us know. Yep. That's the only way we'll know, even Canada or in or Mexico. <laughs> yep. Uh, the first one is from that guy doc with an H. We are, we all not bad five stars. Y'all freaking love you guys. You say a lot of things I'm thinking a lot of the time, but on another note, I know a lot of Christians say and do some crazy stuff, but we all not like that. I've been in two Bible colleges and I agree with a lot of what you say. Anyways, you keep being dope. Love y'all. Thug life. Two fingers, one love. Oh. I like that he's been to, uh, th- to Bible college and still claiming thug life. That, that's, <laughs> cause Jesus was about that thug life. That's the it. kind of listener that I need in my life. Ah, yes, sir. Like, I got some Jesus, but I got some. I, I like your Jesus, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think all Christians are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I think maybe people are a little sensitive about whatever their own personal leanings are. Mm-hmm. So like they get a little uptight about it, but I'm just giving my opinion like anything else. You know, I have family members, friends, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm from the South. Uh, yeah. I couldn't, I can't, I can't get around it. Yeah. I can't yeah, walk other parts of the country you may, but not here. Right. Now, obviously we do a comedy podcast. We cover social issues and stuff most of the issues that we're going to run into no matter where you're like it's like a florida 99 percent of the news we cover out of florida is going to be bad yeah you know 99 percent of the thing pick a topic 99 percent of anything we cover if you say uh gay rights 99 percent of the stories we have about gay rights are going to be something fucked up true you know it's not going to be a ton of hey uh you know like uh or like boston marathon uh boston uh parade just allowed them to be in the saint patty days the parade they just said hey we're gonna allow gay people to have floats in the parade like of course we got jokes about that yes we do you know what i mean but uh i don't think all christians are bad and if mm-hmm. i did i i just explicitly say it you know i think um organized religion can be bad i think yes, it, can it can be used against people mm-hmm. um i think it keeps um I think people hijack it and a lot of the people at the top are very vocal even though they aren't necessarily representative of the majority of the mindset of the people that are in that church. I agree. Um, And um, like anything, man, I feel like if the people that were uh, the most um, cool, quote unquote, took over then church would be revolutionized, right? Mm, like I do, I believe that. But but it's just the nature of peaceful people is not to take over. So yeah, because you're you're a peaceful person, yeah. right? It's like how people that don't know much about black culture would go, like, well, it's mostly what rap and you know and, and, and sports, and you're like, well, no, there's a ton of black people that you know just go to work go to college, mm-hmm. have kids, like highly educated. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're going to be defined by the loudest element. And I think for Christians, the loudest element is often something bad, you know, but you can say that about just about anything we cover on the show. Yes, you can. Um, but yeah, at no point do I think like, and this is all Christians. All y'all do this. Like, I don't think that slave class, five stars, great podcast, B dogs, 98. Thank you very much. Short and sweet. Great podcast for exclamation points. Knowledge yourself to this podcast from the Grand Shucket. Uh, great show. 
thanks for doing five going five days a week and congrats on going premium and becoming businessmen i truly enjoy this podcast not only for the comedic take on all things in the news and crazy stories but for the maturity and seriousness rod and karen have when it comes to heavier subject matter i've been inspired by rod and karen to start my own podcast with my wife as co-host black love y'all and I'll be stealing methods and techniques to better my show, The Grand Shucket Podcast, where we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, anime and manga and novels. www.grandshucket.com, Facebook.com, uh, Grand Shucket, and Twitter.com, Grand Shucket. There you go, guys. That's smart. Good. Uh, people, Free advertising. Yes, I was about to say, yeah, for those you'd be like, well, I want to advertise. This is the great way for free advertising because if you leave it, on iTunes to give us five stars. We will re- promote yourself. Don't be ashamed. Mm-hmm. What if our sponsors started doing that instead of <laughs> instead that of paying us? That'd be terrible. Shout out to All Productions presents a free ad because fuck y'all, we ain't paying you shit no more. <laughs> you ain't worth it. I wouldn't read all those. I think that I had to break, break some kind of promise or something. Uh, just <laughs> just too funny. Five stars. Style so serious. Says just heard episode six fifty three, and all I can say is the issue I have too is. Nigga, what? I have been listening to the... T- yeah, Karen said that. That's a quote. <laughs> uh, I have been listening to the TBG uh, for almost a year now, and it just keeps getting better and better every week. Rod, while I don't always agree with you, I respect your logical approach towards topics of the, the topics of the day. You guys are the funniest duo ever. Yeah, I said it, ever. However, Karen, you are the reason I'm finally writing the show. Your confused remark about the end-of-life story in old Florida was not only timely and on point, but hilarious. I am also from the South, and people often mistake our confusion for not being able to understand. And it's true, we don't understand. We don't understand, we don't understand stupid shit, that is. Yeah. Karen, your right brain common sense perspective is the perfect uh, complement to Rod's left brain analytical style. Keep on doing what you guys do best, and that is bringing quality content and laughter to your podcast audience. Well, thank you, Style So Serious. We thank appreciate you, sweetie. It. We do. Um, and, uh, yes. yeah, you, I understand now everybody's going to agree with me all the time and, uh, I'm not, I'm never offended by that. Yeah, Roger do a lot of times look at me like, what are you, you know, why, why don't you get this? And I'm looking like, that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get it, you know, but, uh, you know, let's, let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we also had a couple of comment, a couple five star reviews on Stitcher. Uh, you can go to stitcher.com, uh, and search for the Blackout Tips podcast or go to Google and put blackouttips.com, a uh, Blackout Tips podcast slash stitcher. Um, and you can leave a five star review. It's really easy to do from your computer. Uh, you can also do it through the app, I believe. Mm-hmm. And through the app, uh, you can do it, uh, per episode. It should be something that says connect to Facebook and you can click and leave a comment through your, uh, Facebook page and we get those and those you can do it from anywhere. Yep. Um, I can't remember if I read this or not. Man, I can't remember if I read this one. I know I read the one about the person that lived in Japan, right? I don't remember. I love you guys. I'm an expat living and working in Japan, and I listen to you guys to keep updated on what's happening in the States. You always have interesting guests. Chris Lambert and Sandy Check Cats are favorites. You guys are hilarious. I think it's important to support you so you can keep doing what you do. This is from Carrie with Style, and it was Goodbye Ellen Page was the title. Oh, thank you, sweetie. If we already read it, you got two times. Yeah. Um, I think I already read Gia Noel's Helping You Survive a Rough Year. I think so. Uh, you think Let's so? Let's see. Let me see. This show helped me survive 2013 during the move to a new city, a cold winter ride of Karen. You got me through providing laughs to go with actual commentary about the news that mainstream media forgets or worse remembers only tells half the story. 
they still are providing amazing podcasts most of which are free of charge and if my identity ever gets cleared by paypal yeah i remember her yeah okay i read her yeah because because right. she was having the issues yeah i just want to yeah, sure get that straight for you sweetie we ain't forgot about you anthony h says this is the best podcast on the internet five stars excellent podcast is the title Ryder Karen are funny, smart, and genuine. Ryder Karen have me laugh until I cry. The games and guests are great. The best part might be the host are a married couple that acts like they actually like each other. I swear that both Ryder Karen do their own versions of fucking with black people on each other during the show, and it is hilarious. Oh, I think I read this one, too. <laughs> it don't matter. Knowledge yourself on this podcast, because literally, for me as a man, there are no better podcasts around. They're good. They're both good Twitter followers, too. That's right, guys. We're on Twitter. Ryder is Prime. And say that again. That is in D-A-T. The show is dope. Five stars from Brizzy912. I just started listening to podcasts this summer. I was first, it was first take in the beginning, then his and hers. While listening to his and hers podcast, Bomani was a guest. I started listening to the Evening Jones. Rod, you were a guest and the rest is history. Through TBGWT, I've been able to know about other dope podcasts. I just wanted to say thanks for all the great content. I will write a five star review anytime Stitcher allows me to. They be tripping sometimes. They do be tripping sometimes. Yeah. They'll send you an email and it'll take like five days. That's why sometimes I go back and read, read the old the ones. Because you don't never know. Yeah. yeah. Like they could have posted it 10 days ago, but then Stitcher's like, I'll put it up now. Yeah. We won't even know that it got posted. Shalani five stars uh writes this podcast gets me through my work day i'm a new listener i love this podcast started listening when rye was on bomani's show you guys are hilarious and informative from a different point of view that i can relate to because of you guys i have been introduced to so many other podcasts that keep me entertained throughout the week keep up the good work shout out to bomani man because uh yes you know not only have we gotten (laughs) (coughs) excuse me not only have we got name drop during the Dan Levitar radio show, uh, we also, uh, you know, um, you know, people that listen to him come fuck with us. So, you know, not, like that crossover is cool. It is. It 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 is very cool. Yeah, that people would, uh, and hopefully, you know, those people sign up for premium, they can hear the sports show balls deep because I think uh, they will enjoy that too if they enjoy uh, Bomadi's brand of uh, sports commentary. Yes, uh, we had comments on the website votes in the polls also um we had two comments for um the for the 2014 tippy nominations mm-hmm. uh terry said best impressions um when karen when me and you did both did impressions of the white rap robber pretending to be black in episode 648 not <laughs> <Yeah>. itself <coughs> there's a white robber that had a black mask remember him yes yeah he was robbing banks and shit uh, favorite get, new guests, Brandon Collins and Mike Brown from Comedy Outliers. Uh, hashtag Knuckles, hashtag infid- Infidelity Go, hashtag Big, t- big Titty Pussy, says <laughs> Negro Montoya. So, yes, y'all. Keep, already getting those nominations in. Keep doing it, y'all. Uh, let's talk about the actual episodes. 651 Classy, uh, was a feedback show. Uh, we named it that because, uh, Brent went on a date and apparently she was tweeting throughout the date mm-hmm. and he found her twitter account and she was saying mean stuff about him and so he decided not to pay for the date and i thought wow that is a controversial thing to do very 
Lady Nina says, love the further discussion of the UCLA law students controversy. As someone who works in a staff position at a law firm and has seen summer associates, basically well-paid interns, and first-year first, and first year associates come in at, and for nearly 20 years, I can honestly say that the whiny thing is not a black thing. It's a young lawyer thing. Not that discrimination does not exist, but I've never seen that on the job. But I have seen a lot of whining. So she, her, her assumption is it's not really specific to these kids. It's just a generational Gen- thing. Not Well, not even generational, I guess, just people at that time in their lives that okay do that for a living are just whiny people in general okay until they get to a certain level of maturity or whatever it may be or or either it's just it might be harder than they thought it was or or whatever it may be and then then but then and honestly uh i believe her for the fact that uh, years ago, they didn't have these formats, so people did it. Nobody heard it because they didn't have anywhere to post stuff and tell people how they felt. Yeah, so apparently, you know, there's kind of some babies, and uh, you know, this is par for the course. So, in this case, now I will say, it must be specific, and for the fact that they organized themselves under the "We're All Black." Yeah, the thirty-three, the however yeah. many, yeah. yeah. Like that, 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 I mean, we can't mistake that. They clearly are organized under their blackness, even Mm -hmm. if, you know, that's not an attribute of them being, you know, whatever. Um, the poll was, should Brent have paid for the date? Because date I just described, guys. Yes, it's the classy thing to do. No, she shouldn't have tweeted that shit. Now, like I said, I personally, I didn't vote in the poll, but I would have paid for the date because I'm a classy gentleman. I'm old school, guys, okay? I'm just, 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 I'm the kind of person that does that. Yes, it's the classy thing to do. 27%. Ah! You classless sons of bitches. So most of y'all would have been like, nope. 73% of y'all was like, nope. She should not have tweeted that shit. Let's check out the comments. The follower, 8633, says, I still play that game that you mentioned playing with your brother with the family, friends, coworkers, and extremely homophobic guys that I interact with. I always call it gay chicken. It is interesting how invested people can be in something that they abhor. To them, it's almost like gayness is some kind of terrible car accident that they can't take their eyes away from. They'll never take their eyes away, ever! Yeah, gay chicken. (laughs) That's a good name for it. It's just when you do stuff, and it's never like it's never really over the top, man. But it's just something like if my brother's sitting on the couch, and there's like a bunch of room between him and the other end of the couch. Instead of sitting all the way at the other end, I'll sit like directly next to him, (laughs) something like that. And or like he'll come over and like lay his head on my shoulder, and then I pretend that I don't care. It's like whatever, dog. You know this ain't shit, dog. Now, personally, it's, it's bothering the hell out of me. I don't like being touched. I hate people in my personal space. But, you know, if you let him know he got to you, then he wins. So you got to pretend like you don't care. And maybe you put your hand on his head and you start rubbing his hair. Like, oh, it's cool. It's and cool. Now, get a little closer. Now right. it's weird for everybody. Now, now he's now he's feeling like, oh, my God, get your fucking hand off me. Uh, yeah. Well, you know? this is how I feel. Right. And so you just see how far you can go. It's gotten pretty crazy. Okay, guys? <laughs> Nothing sexual's happened, but some pretty... Is uh gay chicken has definitely got to the point where the cars were just about to collide. Like it's just Oh Lord. <laughs> it's really a, a game that I had to stop playing, okay? Stakes got too high. Sha Love says, Why you play why you paying to begin with? 
shy love would never shy love sees that brent is a rest haven for hoes exactly <laughs> why, why aren't the women paying for him to go on the date if he really about that life i mean he, he really pimping him up right obviously he's not um infidelity gold this is where we had brandon and mike from the comedy outliers podcast yes uh uh very funny dudes a lot of people enjoyed this episode a lot of comments on twitter yes saw people tweeting them and stuff like that i yes. appreciate that we do uh no comments on the episode but we did have uh votes in the poll the both the poll was was the facebook girlfriend crazy the one who busted her her boyfriend wrote a long letter posted it on facebook he ended up having to resign from his job Stop, as a coach yeah um because he would he was like dating a uh 18 year old student mm. <clears throat> and uh me and justin we recovered this again on balls deep sports like we really went in on it but um because we didn't get to finish reading this letter yeah um yes but he made her that way no she pre- she seemed pretty sane or she was crazy way before she met that dude yes but he made her that way 18 percent of the vote so she's crazy, but, you know, cheating, lying, going around. I think stuff like that can turn somebody crazy. And I think people always underestimate that. Um, although after, you know, when I read that letter, I was like, Ooh, you might have had a touch of the crazy first. I don't know. Yeah. Like some of the stuff you're saying is pretty weird. No, she seemed pretty sane. Zero percent. Zero percent of people think that lady wasn't crazy so so even the crazies didn't come vote for her Mm -hmm. even the crazy people didn't relate to it she was crazy way before she met that dude 82 percent of people think she was crazy already i'm 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 in that camp shalove says shalove swear for god if one of shalove ladies (laughs) think that they can pull some shit like that they will get a goldfish platform to their backside or Shalove will get his bottom girl Kiki to teach that whole lesson. Oh Lord! So Shalove is a pimp. I, I had no idea he was a pimp. All this Me time. either. Prince Laurent says she should not blame him for the leap of faith that she took. If a woman asked me to move to another state with her, I would take that as a marriage proposal. Do people really? Do people realize that they that when they blast another person on social media, we joke and judge them as well? That is the thing. Like when you get that public, and then like. Apparently there were posts before this that she said were all setting it up where she was pretending to be happy and flaunting the relationship in everybody's face. Like, I, like I doubt that it, that it was even a setup. She probably really was posting every fucking thing they did together. Of course, you know. And then she tried to be like, "Oh, now I look stupid. Let me go back." It was all a setup. I pretended to be happy for years, for years. I say, you uh, insane. Episode six fifty three, slave actress. Uh, this is where we talked about the 2014 Oscars, uh, terrorist knife attack in China. And, that was crazy. Yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Um, the 10 most filling foods. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the comment we have, Anigua Montoya says, I was elated to see 12 Years a Slave get so much recognition, but I wish some of our more creative and imaginative works got similar critical acclaim. That being said, I'll, I'll be the eyeball in the bunch and say that I hope this is the beginning of a trend. Too many slave movies? I want all the slave movies. Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, Nat Turner. These are real-life tales of Trump, tragedy, rebellion, and even prosperity up from the slavery that are begging to be told. But for now, let's just relish in the cinematic achievements of the 12 Years crew. Side note, I'm Team Lapita and Storm all day. Unless they cast Naomi Harris, 
Tia Dalma in the Pirates of the Caribbean or Winnie Mandela in Long Walk to Freedom. I really can't see anyone who'd be better suited for the role. And he put a, a picture um of uh I guess Naomi Naomi Harris or something. I don't know. Uh oh, Lapita is as Storm. Um I don't know, man. Like I'm not against it. I think too many people were shitting on it. Uh some people were saying that Vixen should be like somebody she plays. Um I actually what's funny, we had this conversation yesterday on Sport Movie Reviews. I talked to Mike Lawrence of Nerd Nerd of Not Podcast. Um, he's headlining at Caroline's 7.30 on Sunday, by the way. If you're in New York, you should go, if you go check him out. He's fucking brilliant. He's but, very funny. But, um, yeah, and he was down with Lupita as, as Storm, and I did not expect him to be that way. Um, now, keep in mind, the thing I will put into perspective is this. Of course I will accept Lu- I think Angela Bassett should have been Storm. I will always think this. Okay. I seen her at the Oscars the other day. She could still be Storm. She sure can. She, she could still be Storm. Because her booty was waving at everybody. Hey, in that red dress. She was killing it. Uh, Johnny Gill was even like, my, my, my. Right? Yes, and he don't even want her. Um, but, uh, I could be cool with Lapita being Storm. Like, uh, we're coming from Holly Berry, guys. It can't get worse. I clear can't. Pick, just close your eyes and put up oh, a dart. poster of black actresses. Pick any of them. Any of them could do better than Holly Berry. She can't act, y'all. She's just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's funny though, cause it seems like uh, it's a little bit of typecasting, cause it's like, she from Africa, right? <laughs> ah! But, uh, yeah, I, I would, I'd, I'd watch her as Storm. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'll put the picture in the, uh, chat, cause the picture is, uh, actually a really good, um, uh, a really good picture, um, of like different artists rendering Lapita as a uh, storm. Um, so I don't, I don't know why people keep, um, um, you know, why people are hating. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she could do it. I mean, it's not like storm has to be some thick ass, like Cherokee, the porn star looking chick, you know, I, people were really on some, like she could never do it. It's like, guys, come on, let's be honest. Okay. Holly Berry did this shit. But, uh, look at that picture, man. It's pretty cool. Like, they photoshopped the, the Mohawk version. Uh, they drew, in the drawing, they drew, like, a uh, storm if she would have had short hair. Like, it could be cool, man. Um, alright. Let's, uh, move to the next, uh, the poll. Um, uh, <clears throat> the poll was, should 12 Years a Slave have won Oscar for best film? Yes, it was the best film. 45% of people think it was the best film. No, there were better, better films. 5% people think there were better films than 12 years of slave and i didn't see any of those films 49 percent of people basically half our audience didn't see any of the oscar films this year and that's what most people do they'll watch it just you know just because it's on but most people don't follow it and could care less nick jew writes in i was one of the people supporting w kamau bell's where is fruitvale hashtag i'm totally biased see what i did there being from the bay and living in Oscar's hometown, in the Oscar's hometown. However, where I land on the issue is this. I didn't see all of the movies, so I can't say 12 years was the best. It was a beautiful film that was well shot, acted, edited with many amazing performances, and I'm happy it won. Uh, I was upset with the total award season shutout of Fruitvale, but I understand. I don't mean to take anything away from 12 years. Just trying to help further the conversation about the film I saw last year that I consider the best from 2012. 
from what i told the academy doesn't really have it for sundance and since fruitvale was the darling of sundance it came out very early in the year and ryan coogler probably stopped campaigning as hard after the big prize of sundance the academy ignored it also lapita karen boo thanks for the shout out i was having a tweet of palooza on oscar night i've been watching that award show since my mama let me stay up late enough to see the whole thing it's pretty much my favorite <laughs> night of television all year oh twitter allowed me to watch it with my friends even though i'm three thousand miles away and at the end of the day hey karen boo again oscar isn't the end-all be-all of film recognition but it sucks to see fruitvale get overlooked for all the major awards this season but michael bay jordan is eating and ryan coogler is on his way mm-hmm. yeah i will say this man like i thought the fruitvale thing when w Kamau Brell brought it up i thought it was kind of fucked up because it raised the bar on 12 years of slave almost as it marginalized 12 years of slave as if it wasn't a good movie deserving of the accolades you know at least the tweet i saw i don't know i, I heard he made more tweets so maybe he kind of put it more in context but it seemed to be like on some like 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 12 years of slave wasn't groundbreaking because it really was mm-hmm. you know a black director uh an unflinching portrayal of slavery no white saviors in the film like it really was um not to mention well shot well acted well written all that stuff right now that being said i didn't see fruitvale so there's a good chance fruitvale was better i also think any movie could have been better than this like it's not necessarily that these other movies weren't better true i and this is what i was saying about lapita part of this is the pr thing yeah part of this is telling the narrative and having a story Every year this happens with the Oscars. They want the winner to have a story. They don't just want to give it to, quote, unquote, the best film. It has to be, oh, not only did this win, but it was important because it tells a story about a gay person and this yeah, and that. Or it's about love or it's about yeah. triumph. Or, yeah. yeah. Like even with Lupita, what I was trying to say was I'm not taking away credit from her performance mm-hmm. as an actress, but she won that award was she won the hearts and minds of all those people showing up at other award shows. It wasn't the, it wasn't just her performance. I read articles. I Maybe I'll read it tomorrow on the show. There was an article I read where someone was like, I picked Jennifer Lawrence, but I'm switching it to Lapita and here's why. And it was basically all anecdotal bullshit. Why was Jennifer Lawrence, uh, the darling of the media and everyone picking her? Cause they like her. She goes to war shows. She trips and falls and she's just an average person. She does middle fingers to the camera sometimes. Like, oh, she's just so cute and adorable. She's just such a around the way girl who just happens to be a talented actress and the prettiest chick at the, at the ball, right? Mm-hmm. But that's more of a, a PR thing. Like it gives her an angle. She'll say something in an interview or, or, or something with the media and people go, oh my gosh, she's adorable. True. And that was going on for about a year. Yeah. See, like I saw, I saw American Hustle. She was not that good in it. You know, like, unfortunately, like to me, she was the, the, probably the weakest part of the movie other than, um, Bradley Cooper who was just completely out of his depth. Now I'm not saying she's a bad actress. I think she's a great actress, but mm-hmm. it, the way people talk about her in that role, I'm like, did y'all watch the movie? Christian Bell and Amy Adams are the only thing you walk away from that movie going, God damn. That's it. Mm. Those are the only two people you walk out of there and go, they put their foot in it. 
everybody else is just kind of like eh eh you know you didn't mail it in louis ck i liked but but the point but the point being um i think that uh hollywood and especially the oscars are more about the story they can tell about the winner not not the winner you know what i'm saying not what was the best but what story can we we tell tell what yeah once they win how can we spin this off how can we you know basically and i think that the reason that they most likely do that is because if you can spin these things off into other happy stories and everybody's talking about the oscar for days sometimes weeks writing all these stink pieces after it ends and things like that it's just something to keep the oscar and the name of the oscar around and get Mm -hmm. people excited about next year and I'm 100% positive. I don't care what critics say. I have friends that are critics, and they swear this isn't what happened. Fruitvale came out too early. I don't give a fuck what they say. Yes, it is. If Fruitvale would have came out in December, it would have won everything. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, because I think its story is more powerful because it's current. Like, You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think 12 years is powerful, but it also benefited from coming out a little bit later, right around that summer peak of movies. <clears throat> and i think that matters also brad pitt is involved in some of that stuff i think that shit matters yeah and and uh people gonna pretend like it doesn't um but the fact that fruitvale wasn't up for nothing really didn't win shit come on it, it matters let's be honest it does and also uh what you said about the oscar is true because for the me and roger watch a lot of movies and right around october november, november you'll start seeing tons of dramatic quote unquote yeah. tear jerker movies o- oscar bait is what they call because them. they're always aiming for you know that their sad love stories their tragedies <clears throat> all kinds of things like that and around that time of the year is when you get a bunt rush of these uh what rush bunt rush what i don't that? think i said that right a bunt rush i think I you made that word that's I, not a word no that's not a rush my I, okay i i the word not coming to me right right now i'm sorry bum rush that's what i meant to say okay of movies that uh i don't give a fuck about and it happens every year you get tons of them yeah like uh you know what movie i think somebody's trying to win an oscar for this year and it didn't work um the secret life of walter mitty Mm -hmm. uh what's that dude's name he was in zoolander ben Oh my God! Why am I drawing a blank? Something about Mary. Um, along came Polly. You said it right. The Secret Life of Walter. Please. I know that's the name of the movie. What's the name of the actor? Oh crap! What's that dude's name? <laughs> oh, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, <clears throat> Ben Stiller was trying to win an Oscar. You of can course. tell. <clears throat> the whole movie's like, look how emotional I am. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> look so- on the trip that I'm trying to take you <clears throat> on. I'm so sad, guys. He was looking somber into the camera. Then they had that sweeping emotional music and, you know, montages of him, like, doing amazing. Like, he jumped out of a helicopter into the ocean and the ocean turned into, uh, you know, the life of pie underneath the sea. It's like, man, get the fuck out of here. You want to win an Oscar so bad. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what people are trying to do, man. And like I said, if Fruitvale would have came out then, it would have been up for something. People would have been like, it would have been fresh. And I don't care what critics say. That's my belief. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they even released it early. I think they released movies like that early because they don't have faith in those movies. I believe that, too. Um, Prince Laron writes uh, for episode 654, Church or Jail Ho. Uh, that girl is the new definition of privilege. He's talking about the girl who's suing her parents 
for not paying for her college fund not giving her a college fund even though she wouldn't follow the rules in the house and got kicked out of, and moved out of the house mm-hmm. then she sued him and said i want my money and i want 650 dollars uh every week like something crazy like that get a goddamn job she got the case thrown out I, oh the judge just it was like no get the fuck out of here um that girl is a new definition of privilege there's no way i could have pulled that shit as a teenager i would have been like a runaway slave nobody would have taken me in because of the fear that linda would have had come looking for their ass and no one was wants them problems boy you right <laughs> that's right right they're like linda ain't you linda boy Mm-mm. no Give you can't me. stay here it would no, like you ain't suing me Mm-mm. it would have been like when jesus uh, when uh, joseph and mary was looking for a in we fool Mm-hmm. I see extra. Mm, we full. You can stay in the manger. Linda ain't coming in here and snatching the hide off all of us. Mm-mm. Ain't no need for all of us to die because you can't <laughs> act right at home. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, <clears throat> the poll was, now that he's in anger management, do you have sympathy for Chris Brown? Yes, he's just trying to get help. Yes, but I've always had sympathy for him. Or, no, fuck him. <laughs> 17% of people have now they have sympathy for him because he's trying to get help uh which i think is by the way if they aren't doing it already uh this is the new shit okay mm-hmm. this is the new how do i get forgiveness i'm going to go something do something with mental health yeah because it's the get out of jail free card uh it's a new frontier that people are starting to learn to understand and you can kind of get sympathy even if you're faking it now i'm not saying he's faking it but you can never tell because you can't ever it's one of those things you can never call people out on yeah because it's a personal it's a personal experience it's one of those things where people it's almost like people go okay now i i now i see why you did what you did because you were flat crazy yeah we obsess over celebrity already Mm -hmm. we're already diagnosing these people from afar so now when now when they start to be like, oh, I have anger management, just, you're going to see people go, oh, he's an anger manager counseling, guys. Okay. He just has mental health issues. And people are going to go, well, you got to lay off of him, you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if this is the new thing. Uh, yes, but I always had sympathy for him. 2%. 2% of people always were on his side. Uh, and no, fuck him. 81% of people just don't, they don't care. Shot Love says, Shot Love don't respect that motherfucker. If you're going to hit your lady, you don't mess up her face. That's to her moneymaker. <laughs> All right, Sean Love. Erica says, fuck Chris Brown. He's been acting a fool for a while, and I am not here for it. It's funny to me that my, that the mental disorder that has come up now after several incidents, he should cultivate his craft to keep his ass out of trouble. I would love to be able to travel the world singing and meeting people. He's talented, but it's being overshadowed by his nigga antics. Damn, nigga antics. <laughs> <laughs> think I think I'm majored in that in uh high school um yeah i i think um the people are just kind of fed up and it's probably too late for him people have already yep, decided he should have did this a long time like if he yeah. really wanted to keep it clean you should have did this a long time ago because it don't help when people go you be the woman fuck you and that woman okay yeah. uh you fight at the club i don't give a damn um dog you can't be throwing chairs after building a good morning in america i don't know what y'all talking about um, but dog, you, 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 your hair is blonde and every time you're on an interview and anybody talk to you about the situation, you get defensive, you know, you, you act like people are crazy for saying that your accent was wrong. And he's turned so many people off that everybody's like, fuck you now. Mm-hmm. 
yeah i think that's it people are just the jury's out yeah you didn't want to apologize you didn't want to have no sympathy or empathy or, or anything like that and it's just one of those things where he's gotten to the point where them sales matter and and, and honestly he i think he put some shit out people's like i'm not buying that shit he was like oh we gotta do something to clean up that but it's too late now episode 655 don blackface um anthony h writes great show once again Ryder karen i just had a couple of thoughts on the show that i wanted to share i went to a predominantly white college and dealt with many of the same issues that the kids in the videos talked about and i was prepared for by my parents i like i like you both have said you have to have your own self-esteem and self-respect before you want slash need it from outside entities I also agree with the idea that, yes, sometimes you have to have awkward conversations with people because a lot of what separates us across racial, sexual, class, et cetera, lines is just not knowing. I had a white roommate who over time with many awkward conversations, uh, which often resulted in hilarity, we became friends to this day. Keep up the good work. I love the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I do, if there was one thing that, uh, I wish could change about the internet or this age, and I, I don't think it ever will, but, if there was one thing I wish could, we could see change, it would be that. Like, that people would have more allowances for awkwardness in conversations and less trying to get somebody all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, in the last, like, um, we'll talk about it tomorrow, I'm sure, but there was a, a dude who made a video about Eli James. Mm-hmm. And so sarcastically, I pretended that the guy had a point and I, I asked 21 questions of Elon that, uh, he needed to, you know, to answer that the, from this fucking ludicrous idiot who left the, you know, who said this shit about him. And there were people like, Oh wow. Way to be biphobic or something like, you know, just stupid shit like that. Like, wow. Uh, so now you're against interracial love or something. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's obvious I'm joking with my friends. Someone's like, well, well, some jokes aren't for, for the public. I was like, well, 99% of people got it except you. You know, maybe you're not for the public. Also, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, you know, I'll take, I'll let you be like stupid people that, that, that think stupid shit about me. I'm completely willing to let that happen if they leave me alone, but I'm okay. With some awkwardness. Like, I didn't just block those people or tell them go fuck themselves or whatever. I just told them, like, no, well, we were joking. They get the joke. It's fine. You know? And then a couple, one person was like, you know, the guy was like, way to be biphobic and all this shit. Uh, I think Emily or, or Elon, one of them was like, well, he's just joking, guys. He's parodying, parodying, doing a parody of this guy. And then the guy was like, oh, I, okay, I apologize. I misread it. And I said, Apology accepted. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. That doesn't happen enough. No, that does not. Just that little bit of, eh, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, it, I get it. Like, if you're willing to admit you were wrong, I'm willing to let the shit go. That's true, too. A lot now. of people aren't. Like, nope. they they find people, they see that they're wrong, and they bring it up every time. They, you know, what about that one time? What about that one time? It's like, it that that is their sole existence is the, the what about that one time everybody no one can ever learn or grow from that no one can ever be beyond that mistake they made if you won't let them and that's why a lot of people give up you know and that's one of the things i thought was kind of weird about you know the i mean i i relate and i understand and i think those guys people are young so i'm not as hard on them i think karen you're kind of harder on them than i am but 
like i think for the most part they're young and they'll kind of grow out of this hopefully when they kind of get out and see the world a little bit more because they're, they're kind of shocked right now but you know some of the shit they they were complaining about was shit like uh no i won't show you how to twerk um okay um let's be honest if one of us might know how to twerk and it ain't me i might ask a black woman now if i if that makes me some type of bigot now then i guess i'm just gonna have to be a bigot because that is not a fucked up thing to ask if they ask me how to shoot a basketball i wouldn't be like oh so the black man like maybe he, I, I, would, I don't know how to play basketball and maybe you know what else might happen i might go Ha, you thought I knew I play basketball because I'm black. Right? Ah, oh, and we laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And that's how a friendship is formed. Not yes. an enemy. Like, that shouldn't be a fucking enemy. That shouldn't be. And then, the idea that you wouldn't tell somebody this shit in their face. And then you go do it on this video. Or you go, you have a silent protest. Like, that is weird to me. You're human. I'm human. You said something awkward. Let's keep it. Like, if, if we don't have to be enemies if you don't have to become a think piece you don't have to become a video campaign i would much rather have a conversation than go film 33 people talking about don't touch my hair i would much rather do that you know what i mean because i would like to save my angst for like some more definitive shit where i'm like nah this shit was racist because there were some shit that they wrote in there that i legit was like "Mm, i'd be pissed where it was like, uh, you're lucky you're black to even get in here. What? You know what I mean? Like, that is a moment of like, fuck, what are you talking about? Hold up, player. You know, but if it's just some shit like, uh, no, I don't. I listen to more than just hip hop. That, that, that one shouldn't have made it. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> like, that, that, that one off the list. That got to get cut from the video. I know everybody, all 33 people wanted to say something. Like 17 of y'all gotta go. You need some real racism to happen. Come back with some real racism happening. We'll, we'll add you to the video. <clears throat> uh, and yeah, go and ahead. I guess that's my thing. It's just one of those things where when I seen it, yes, I, and I guess for me, I am a lot more harsher because I'm looking at the side I going, uh, niggas, where's the real racism? That like to me, I was like, we're making a video, we're crying about some shit and all this injustice and I'm going, are they beating you? Uh, they, you know, it's like, okay, uh, yes, there are some things that, that, that people say that is fucked up that will make you raise an eyebrow and you go, okay, that's, that's not, something's not right with that. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, I don't know, I, 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 I'm the type of person where I go, well, nigga, this, it's the real world. How long you been here? Nope. And, and I guess for me, I'm going, did nobody tell you this? Did nobody teach you this? Did nobody show you this? And you walked outside your house and got shocked with racism? Well, a lot of these, um, kids, especially, um, lawyers doctors uh grad people go to grad school a lot of these people haven't been to the real world yet okay <clears throat> like colleges in the real world i remember i had a friend and she was talking to me about her basically her first job she was in dc and um she was running up against people that were she was convinced at this point was like i think these people are just being like isolating me out because i'm a black woman there's no other real black people here um i know i'm good at my job but you know there's some some comments there's some you know i'm hitting a glass ceiling even though i'm putting in the same amount of work as other people uh she had another black lady who worked at her job who was like a senior vp so she went out to lunch with her she asked if she pick her brain basically 
and she she basically sat down with her and was like look these are the things that happened to me um like should i complain to somebody should i do and the black lady sat her down was like whoa stop first of all you shouldn't be telling me about this shit because number one i'm not your supervisor and it's gonna look like you went over your supervisor's head to get to try to get him fired or something um number two yeah it is racist it is fucked up this is the way it is like you've been in school for the last i don't know eight years ten years this is work this is like what work is like you gotta just achieve despite this shit you and she just basically gave her the you gotta be twice as good everything's not equal everything sometimes you're gonna run into people that just don't want to promote you because of who you are and um and and honestly going to hr ain't gonna help and she was like shocked and stunned like she kind of gave up on that job like i remember she ended up like either quitting or whatever but like it was like a big slap in the face because she all through school and stuff she had kind of been like well you know on the merits of your work and Okay. All this stuff you'll make it, but and and you can. Yes, you can. But you just, your work gotta be gotta be even better than other people are ignorant. Um, That's true too. And also going back to some of the uh, Twitter stuff you were saying, <clears throat> it's funny though because when those people you know uh, at each other and things like that or jumping your mentions, but yeah, it's one of those things where I've seen people say some ignorant ass wrong shit then the truth comes out or somebody they don't even apologize they don't apologize they don't acknowledge it you get no i'm sorry they'll tweet on like that shit never happened yeah that's a big pet peeve of mine that happened to me yesterday um this girl this lady uh i forget her twitter handle but she was um i I was talking about how people who are against because there's this new movement not new but this movement that's getting more traction where people are against kids getting free lunch and they were like, yeah, because the self-esteem of having a homemade lunch is more. So we should cut free lunch programs because parents will then just make the food at home and then the kids will get a bag lunch and the self-esteem will be better. What <laughs> the fuck? Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like that. The problem with this is when P- class in America makes people uh, forget about the humanity of other people because they're in a different class right now Mm -hmm. she was like not not all the time not necessarily or something or not yeah something like not everyone or something did i say everyone did i say everyone Mm -hmm. why are you being sensitive why are you being defensive did i say everyone did i say all did i say all people of different classes don't relate i didn't say that shit but but you got to be defensive right so so i'm like I sent her a link to the article of Ron, uh, Paul Ryan or somebody, one of those, one of those, like, one of those people that's a, um, Republican white dude. Um, and he was, and it was like him talking about it. And he was delivering a, a, uh, anecdote of some kid that wanted lunch and t- come to find out he stole that anecdote from like a book or some essay or something. Anyway, um, so I sent her the link, like, read this shit obviously you know look at the comments like look at everything it's about and then she was like well that's about the one percent because paul ryan is the 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 face of the one percent i was like i didn't say any of this shit i wrote i'm i put like 20 tweets out none of them said rich people none of them said the one percent i talked about class a little bit and to be quite honest you could have just asked me a question rather than make some 
defensive statement Mm -hmm. because i would have told you i'm not talking about rich people i'm talking about people that are one paycheck away from being poor don't relate to people who are poor because they think somehow they are inherently better than those people and therefore they do not see those people as human beings they literally think they should not fucking eat like that because at the end of the day they're not they like they just are so removed from the idea of what poverty really is that they think well it's not that they can't afford a lunch and that's why they get quote-unquote free lunch at school subsidized lunch no it's because they just don't feel like making it that's what it is not not that these people come home with no lights not that not not that you're dealing with children that's moving from place to place children coming home with eviction notice children that are in homeless shelters with their moms mama lost their job daddy lost their job everybody's drawing unemployment not that they just lost their house in them in 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 the housing market none of that shit matters not that they're moving from families and friends you know none of that matters not not they haven't seen they haven't not seen they haven't experienced real poverty so they don't think about it and they don't realize the safety net under them is literally one pay period. That's all. Or one, or, or one pay period. Citibank calling. The rent is due. The lights are caught getting cut off. One medical accident. One medical. That's why I, I saw another thing I brought up. This is why people don't care about health care. They think I got insurance. They don't realize a lot of people that go bankrupt have insurance. Yes, they do. Insurance can only cover you up to so much. You have a catastrophic uh illness or something even if they can like keep you alive you are probably going to be bankrupt you know your your a lot of people's insurance policies cap out at a certain amount yeah that's why they had to pass laws to stop that shit right and hospital costs don't cap out the motherfuckers be like yeah uh eighty thousand dollars dog eighty thousand yeah well yo here's the good news your insurance took care of thirty percent so the way we see it, you only got to pay us uh fifty six thousand uh with tax. So there you go. Like, no, nah, it's not. You know, it's not good. What people, but it's so funny that people like they just since they haven't experienced it yet, they don't relate. And then she went on this long tangent about like, and I was like, D- are you just trying to argue with me? Like, is this a thing? I was like, so should I go into your mentions and find? One thing you said and bring up some bullshit so you can see how annoying it is. She had a post like from a couple of days ago, like, well, we went to Mardi Gras parties. Uh, we, uh, we shouldn't have went there because, uh, we were putting ourselves in danger or something. And I was like, well, not all parties at Mardi Gras are dangerous, you know, cause it's just some dumb. It's like, it, uh, duh. You know, you know what I mean? Do we really need to quantify every single, you know, 47%? I don't know each individual person in the middle class's name. You know? So it was just funny, man. That, yeah. But, but yeah, she was wrong. She didn't apologize. Mm-hmm. It, but, but that is more of a pet peeve. But I was willing, and this, like, I know you always say, well, Rod, you go, you give people a chance, you go on too long. That's why I'm willing to have an awkward moment and make a friend. And I gave her every opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. That's how, that's the kind of person I'm in. I'm willing to be like, okay, maybe this is, maybe this is just us on the wrong foot. Maybe you, one day we'll look back at this shit and laugh. One of my best friends in life started over a fight. You know, now me and Derek fucking inseparable. But at the time it was like, uh, I will fuck you up, white dude. Like that. <laughs> like I'm willing to do that. It seemed like not enough people are doing it. Now it's just a think piece or whatever the fuck. And, you know? and, and I think for me, <clears throat> 
because mentally I separated. Now, in real life, yes, in real life, I'm more apt to be willing to have empathy and sympathy and willing to look at the situation because I actually physical physically have interactions. I can see your face. I can see your response. I, I can see all that. But over the internet, I don't have that option. I'm just reading your words and interpreting it the way I'm interpreting them. There's no recourse. There's no, well, I meant it like this. I'm, I don't, I don't have that option. I think in my mind, because I don't have the option to kind of read and tap into your mind, I feel like I'm not going to waste my time. You said it. Okay. Move on. And, right. and, and, and maybe that's something that I might personally need to work on, but it's just one of those things where I'm reading. I'm like, okay, motherfucker, you crazy block click. All right. I got to go on. I don't, yeah, have, I'm I don't not, have time to have a conversation with you. I don't think everybody's going to be able to do what I do, but I'm just saying in general, um, the video, getting back to the topic, the video kind of had this, we don't want to ever feel awkward, but that also keeps your classmates from growing because the video ain't going to help them grow. Mm-hmm. But you sitting there and going, well, actually, let's talk about this. Because I've noticed people don't talk about shit like this in real life. They'll talk to you about the weather. They'll talk mm-hmm. to you about the traffic. Shit but what they won't matter. do is turn around to somebody that they feel just says something that is hurtful to them that comes from a privileged position and actually say, this is how I feel about that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying be abused. Step away from a situation if you feel like this shit is hopeless or pointless or it's, if it's too much for you. I'm not saying everybody should walk. I don't walk in a situation where I, like, um, <clears throat> we had the email chain and all of a sudden motherfuckers just start whining about Republican shit every day. All right, I, I'm good, guys. I, 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 You guys can whine without me. I don't need to be here for this. But, uh, in real life, if, uh, when my friend said some shit about Trayvon Martin, we went to dinner that night and you're fucking right I brought it up. He my friend. Mm-hmm. If I didn't, I wouldn't count him as a fucking friend. Real talk. Like, then yeah. we're not friends. If, if I look at you and go, you just said something fucked up, I won't say anything because we're friends. Then we're not friends. We sure not. So I, I feel like that, you know, a, a lot of people are shucking that responsibility, avoiding it, and then they go over into the internet or their blogs or the YouTube where you don't get any rebuttal and you can control everything. Like, fuck that, man. Have a conversation. What's wrong with that? That's true. And also, I think <clears throat> a lot of people really get, especially on all the uh, platforms on the internet, a lot of people get into the gotcha shit, almost like the argumentative shit. It's like every time yeah. you say something, it's either you got me or I got you. Like there's some imaginary point system or something yeah. but 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 none of that matters there's no reward you're not going to win the game there is no end to this is one of those things where um like you say it's one of those things where m- most people out on the internet are willing to have reasonable conversations uh, uh maybe well well a lot of yeah, people that, like i started just saying i don't think people do anymore yeah maybe they never did but i'm pretty like they definitely I don't see a lot of reasonable conversations being had. And 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 I and I think for me that's why it's a complete turnoff. Um right. for me personally. It's just one of those things where uh you can interact with some people and have reasonable conversations, but with a lot of these people we've been interacting for a while, I've kind of felt them out, they've kind of felt me right. out, and then we can talk. But just some random person just sound looks like they hollering on, on the side of the street corner with a sign, you go, Okay, motherfucker, and I roll my eyes and keep going. Yeah, I'm a completionist, so that's what it is. And also, if it's organic, I don't mind. If it's organic, I don't mind. If it's just you seeking me out to argue or troll me, I don't give a f- I'm not going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But if you, but if you, like, if we're having a conversation, we get to a point where it's like, eh, I disagree with that and go, okay, well, let's talk about that. 
I don't mind. You know what I mean? It's organic. But if it's just like, you know, hey, man, you're a whore. All right, dog. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's different. Anyway, Ingram L. Ingram, Ingram L. I think that's how you say this. Um, love the show, guys. You guys are always on point as, suburban, as a suburban black kid myself. I know how the, these kids feel. While I completely disagree with how they did it, I feel like they are bringing up a problem. These kids aren't really taught about how white people act. I was never sat down and really explained not no matter what you do you will be the other as my sister would say the black middle class is teaching their kids that race doesn't matter and you can overcome blah blah these kids are unaware getting blindsided i agree they are whiny but they just didn't see it coming yeah that's what i think too i think they just really somehow they just kind of bought it to and i think you know a lot of people are choosing to do this i'm not gonna raise my kid to see race or to to think of this And, and i've always said man like I'm of two minds about that. Part of me is like, I get it. You know, I don't want my kid to feel limited for sure. I don't want to tell them something that makes their experience as a child less um, enjoyable. I don't want to do it. But also, on the other hand, the world going to let them know. And I need to prepare them for the world. And and that's that's my point. They got to walk outside the doors of your house one day. And, yeah. and, this, and these videos are an example of nobody said anything. They walked outside and people started hitting them. They're like, oh, I'm being hit. I, I, nobody told me that this was going to happen. Yeah. Then I learned I would never be viewed in as one of them and finally understood what the deal was. So I understand, man. I also uh, talked to uh, my man, Mike Felder, in the bleachers about this on Twitter a bit. And, um, you know, I, he had kind of a similar upbringing as far as class and stuff. Um, and class, I mean, like, school class mm-hmm. where, you know, being the only black kid in the class uh, in some of his classes and stuff. I did, too. Um, uh, but yeah, I just never had a lot of issues cause I was really, really, really secure in myself. Like just my parents did a good enough job on me where I didn't feel this like necessary need to like belong in those spaces. I was fine being the kid. I was fine being me, Rod. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just, you know, I was, you know, I, I knew other black kids that were in my class and stuff and they found different coping mechanisms and stuff. Me personally didn't bother me, didn't mind. I like, I was fine being friends with my AG students, AP class students, uh, that were in classes with me. I was fine being friends with the kids that rode the bus home to me back to Yorkwood in the black neighborhood. Like to me, either way, I was fine, you know? Um, Tristan says Don Blackface sounds like he could be Don Lemon's anger translator. (laughs) (laughs) Karen's take. Dr. Abrasive says, I love your description on people and their religious hangups. I've got no less than three, what I call hypo, hippo Christians, like hypocrites. That's hilarious. (laughs) Hippo Christians on my job that I troll daily because of their hypocritical stances on nearly everything. We have to store, we have store wide prayers when I know for a fact that we have nine Christians employed here. Also, when they make homophobic remarks, I usually come back with some subtle sexist or racist remark that goes right over their heads. <laughs> hey, we all cope how we can. We all cope how we can. Um, but yeah, man, I think, um, you know, that, oh, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, they pick which tenets they're going to fuck with in the Bible and which ones mm-hmm. they're not. Uh, Prince Lamar says, uh, my problem with these kids is that they don't represent the majority of black students at these institutions. 
The MBSH, or uh, one of the Harvard Black Student Unions, holds weekly events where black students get together. You wouldn't be surprised to learn that I have never seen any of those niggas at one of those get-togethers. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Dude, on some real shit, man. Real talk. The undercurrent of the video to me, and it was a little bit confirmed by the person on Twitter that was defending them, is this idea of white people, why won't you just like me? Yeah, I don't want to disassociated myself enough from these black people Mm -hmm. that y'all should accept me and never point out anything regarding my race, color, and y'all should understand that I'm equal and I'm just here to want to be loved on by you. There's a little undercurrent of that. I'm not saying there's everything, Body. yeah, not but saying, some of the yeah. comments you're just like, okay, you're seeking approval from people that don't care. Yeah, like because you know the other thing that's fucked up. Guarantee there's a bet. I bet you, I don't know the percentage. I bet you there's a lot of white people there that just don't give a fuck. Yeah, and I don't even mean that in a bad way. Wait, they just they're don't. not wearing those affirmative action shirts. They 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 just see Jerome as Jerome, the black kid in my class, mm-hmm. not and nothing more. Not Jerome, the affirmative action black kid. Mm-mm. They ain't trying to fight no fights nope. or no battles. They just mm-hmm. want to go to school like you go to school. Yes, and they can give less than a fuck. It's a certain type of white person that attention that they want. The, the white people that are wearing those affirmative anti affirmative action shirts that are they thought were cool with them and and aren't really cool, or the ones that claim to still be cool with them but they wearing that fucking shirt. You know, like I, had, being from the South, I had this happen to me the other day. A white dude walks in the basketball court, uh, and I'm, I'm sitting on the sideline and he's wearing a Confederate flag t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of his, it's like part of a shirt that has a logo on it. Like it's like a bunch of logos and one of them is the, the Dixie flag. And he walked in, he walked right into the gym. There's probably like 30, 40 people in there. He's like, Hey, what's up, Rod? I was like, what's up, John? What's up, dog? How you doing? Why? I don't give a fuck, man. Like, I, like, I was just looking at this shit like, he don't even care or no. He don't even realize it. Uh, yeah. He put on that shirt cause it was a shirt. Yeah. The shirt just happened to be in the house. Now, I play give, basketball in this. He don't give a fuck, man. Like, like, that's the kind of things like, uh, that I think being aware of race and still being accepting of people and still like, yes, understanding that most people don't care about that shit. Including you, including me, like most of us are just on an individual level trying to live our lives. You got to have a little bit of allowance for that, too. Yes, you do. You know, nah, I think some brothers might have hit the how dare you going to wear that shirt up in here. It's not that important. I can give a fuck. Honestly. No, and it don't matter. So like, what's up, John? Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, because to me, what I realized about <coughs> being aware of race and racism and things like that. I feel like this about like I do about feminism and things like that. You have to pick and choose when you're going to raise your voice. And if you constantly, everything piss you off, you will be one of these thinking talk heads that's constantly got a mic in their phone, micro- microphone in their mouth or on Twitter raging about every goddamn thing. Oh, she got white sugar. Why ain't she buying no brown sugar? Oh, she ain't white bread. Why ain't she eat wheat bread? You're like, we're, we, we doing this like, like, I, you can't be, you'll be on 10 all the time. And the average yeah. person don't have time and don't give a, don't give a fuck because they got other shit to do, like live their lives. Yeah. Everything can't be a fight. No. And all these fights can't be won. So it was, but it was just cool. It was just a moment where I was just like, huh, this is funny. 
that was it i didn't say anything and it was just one of those moments where i was like this is funny i'm not gonna go make a video Mm-mm. the we won't have a podcast tomorrow dedicated to it are you sure uh, i'm not gonna take pictures of him and post it online i it was just a moment where i was just like this is welcome to the south where you walk around with the i hate niggas logo but you love the only black person the only person in the gym you want to come talk to is me that's the best shit ever um you wouldn't be surprised to learn that i've never seen these niggas at one of these get-togethers the feeling of of loneliness is self-inflicted because they are pleading for the affection of white people that they don't know why it is important to them to be why is it important for them to be recognized people are not going to treat you like you're special because you're a fucking just a fucking student everyone is fighting to show that they belong there are plenty of people here trying to prove that their parents money also also this doesn't represent the majority of white students at harvard i have not had any mishaps with a white person since i have been here and i per and i perpetuate every black stereotype being black doesn't stop you from getting the same benefits of white students your performance will rep will rep will represent you are okay Oh, I guess your performance says represents you are. The affirmative action piece was written by an undergrad and she was roasted for that shit. All you have to do is don't fuck with people who support that shit. Lastly, all those students are going to be fine and regret this video a couple of years. Well, I do wonder if they'll regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the internet is forever and people have a tendency to forget that. Yeah. Part of me also wonders like, is this for generations of people that haven't really spoken up and have kind of just dealt with shit? Is this like what uh, kind of a quote unquote revolution looks like? That, you know, you, like I this, didn't think about that, but that's true. You know, this could be a different form of revolution. It's like this is protest on their level. Yes, yeah, like you don't. It's like you don't need the Black Panthers. You don't need you know uh, the NAACP or or, what, or whatever uh, group to fight. Now you go on the internet. Now you 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 ban and then you post things like this. This is our our way or our um, form of changing things, and I'm just an old nigga. So for me, I'm like nigga, that's stupid. But right. you know, in the new generation, it's like, hey, this is our form of protesting. Yeah, if I was like a black professor and they brought this to me and showed me the video, I would turn around and say, "Have you shown this to anyone else?" And they'd be like, "Not yet." One showed you first. I'd be like, "Okay, you got it out your system. Don't show this shit to anybody else. Just don't fuck with those people." that are wearing the anti-affirmative action shirts they in yeah just to me it's that simple yeah. but this this argument that you just presented it's not gonna work on them you know what i mean like that specific person that's ignorant enough to wear that fucking shirt in your presence it, it, give up it ain't gonna work on them all right uh the kind of person that would listen to this is already on your side all right they already see you as a human mm-hmm. and uh even they don't give a fuck because they are at the university too trying to get that degree like you try to get it yep are parents obligated to pay for a child's college education yes parents are obligated but kids shouldn't be entitled no parents don't have to pay for your college education uh this is sparked by you know obviously that girl who was suing her parents and stuff but also uh my man on twitter i think his name was the, the underscore lion or something like that he was talking to one of our listeners about this idea. We kind of got tagged in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know, until I like, I think it might be a class thing or something. I don't know. But until I got out of the house, I didn't know there were parents who felt that it was their responsibility to pay for their kids college education. Yeah. And I, I've, and, and I think for me, uh, 
it wasn't an option. Like for me, it just wasn't an option. My mom was like, okay, you go, you better get grants and scholarship. I can't afford to pay for shit and I ain't going to pay for shit. You know, that's why I work when I was at school and things like that. I had a full time job working, going, you know, had full time hours and shit like that. So to me, her paying was never an option. And I think for me, I've always wanted to be independent. And so for me, it's just one of those things where I, it wasn't an option and I never really looked at, looked to her as far as helping from that standpoint. And I think for a lot of parents, <coughs> they had to fight and struggle and they like, I worked hard. I did what I was supposed to. I, I've gotten to a place now where I've got money. If my child wants to go to school, I don't want my child to have to fight and struggle and learn and bump their way through college. I want my child to be able to just focus on school and not have to focus on the finances. I completely understand this. But at the same point, it's one of those things where this is not your degree. It's your child's degree. Also, I think part of this is, um, I think, class-related. Mm-hmm. And this is how people are able to build up generational wealth. True. Because you are also mitigating the debt of a person for years. Like sometimes college loans can take 10, 20, 30 years yes, to pay back. Can. Sometimes longer than that. And people default so, on those too. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't have to pay back a college loan because you never took one out. And you got a degree. That and would not, immediately get you out to a, like, you a know, head start. a head start. You can invest that money. You can save that money. You can uh, spend it on other things, you know, that you didn't have to before, you know. Um, so I, I do think uh, the kind of person that probably feels that this is an obligation that they should have to do is probably going to get their kid off to a better head start, you know, in life. Uh, our parents obligated to pay for their children's uh, college education yes parents are obligated but kids shouldn't be entitled eight percent 92 percent of our audience says no parents don't have to pay for your college education Mm-mm. and i think i like you say it is a class thing i think that for like you said for a lot of people once you reach a certain class they literally have the money the average person the average parent even in two incomes don't have the money and the way they revamp fasa up teen hundred times if especially if you have a two parent income, you don't qualify for nothing. You right. can't get any type of grants or assistance. That's what they don't say too. They keep raising that bar and making it higher and making it more difficult so that the average person has to get loans because before shit they would have qualified for, they don't qualify for no more. Yeah, but they'll give you a loan. In a heartbeat. Uh Iryana says not at all. Scholarships should be the main objective. However, if I have children, I will gift, I will, I will gift him her her money for a bill or two during their freshman year, if they are respectful. Child, if they are a respectful child and did the right thing before college, that's the gift my parents offer my siblings and I. I can't believe that white girl thought she deserved her parents' money. Uh, Nick Ju, oh, for the record, just so nobody gets it wrong, the line was like not on the side of the girl who was suing her parents, okay? Uh, Nick Ju says, I agree that parents should be obligated to pay for their kids' tuition, but you have to include your parents' income info on the FAFSA unless you are emancipated. So whether you want to help or not, if they make too much money, they'll stop you from getting free aid. Better get your ass a scholarship or loans like the rest of us, little girl. Prince Laurent says, no, you are in no way entitled to pay for your kids' college. Paying for their education is the best way to guarantee success, but they should have to prove that they want it. The reason you pay for your kids' college is so that they don't have to worry about anything but classes. 
If you can afford the tuition, then it's the best option. If you can afford it, there's no good reason not to. If you have the opportunity to remove an obstacle that could stop your child from reaching their full potential, then you should, then you should. But if that nigga pop up with a C average, stop that shit. Anime Sparkster says, <laughs> I don't blame you. Anime Sparkster says, entitlement. I wish I would call myself trying to sue my parents for their money after I got kicked out for disobeying the rules of their house after I was a legal adult. Girl, bye. Then he says, okay, I just went back and re-listened to that episode that she left on her own. Still, entitlement is a hell of a drug. Yeah, it is. All right, man. We had some voicemails, four to be exact. Let's play them. All right, this is Daz, aka Kung Fu Treachery. All right, the cu- the girl cover. I was just listening to another podcast. Uh, yeah, I was talking about it too, but yeah, it was funny to see all these people on Twitter just have these knee jerk reactions that it's not a black woman on there until somebody just points out, you know, that chick right next to Pharrell is black. Oh well, uh, somebody else brought this up. Lupita, the girl who played on Twelve Years a Slave. I'm, I'm, I'm I hope I say her name right. Um. A lot of people are sitting here just right after the the Oscars. It seems like they're making her the pet cause. I'm not sure if all this adoration for her is actually genuine, and they're trying to get their their dark skinned girls are now beautiful uh, points or whatever. And I'm not dissing her for her dark skin. I think that um, the media doesn't really put dark skinned women on uh, a pedestal. I would love for if I had a daughter. As, as black as my ass is, if I had a daughter uh, with a white woman, she would be the same shade as Lupita. And uh, I would love for her not to have Nicki Minaj on the fucking wall looking ass niggas and have Lupita on the wall. And, you know, she's beautiful. I want her to be beautiful, too. Where, who, wherever you from, your dreams are valid. Second of all, I grew up in a church where the majority of the people at the church were white in the congregation. We were, like, one of the only two black families there. Um, and we had these church camps during the summer. What would happen was that after a week, everybody's bonding and we have the great time. And this is night like 1996, 97. I'm like 12, 13. And me and all these little white kids, we're having a good time. And one of his parents, white parents come up and she has to be about in her forties, no later than 40. This woman uh, says, Hey guys, get together. Let's take a picture. I put up two fingers with like, uh, Two fingers in there, and the other fingers that are clasped together are facing her. And she slowly lowers her camera, and with a serious look, kind of worried look on her face, she looks at me and says, "No gang signs." <laughs> and I was just sitting there shocked, like you had to have been alive all throughout the entire decade of the seventies, and you don't know that this is a fucking peace sign. <laughs> I didn't say that shit to her. I was too flabbergasted, like. How in the world is this anything other than a, you know what a peace sign is? This picture still has me to this day looking like I, I'm just lost my mind. <laughs> my eyes are just bucked with all these other little white kids with big smiles in their faces. All right, niggas. <laughs> uh, I love that story. Um, I forget the very first thing he said, um, but the stuff about Lapita, I do feel like part of this is uh a little bit of tokenism like um and it depends on how you feel about if you think that's wrong or not but i do think people are sizing lapita because she's there's not a lot of lapitas around so when you see somebody i think there's a value in seeing somebody who looks like you accomplish something um that big um like i said i know it was 
bigger than the movie being good. It was bigger than her performance in the movie because there were people who didn't even fucking see the movie that love Lapita. Me. Right. Like that is a, like sometimes black people want to have they shit too. You know what I mean? And this just they shit. Like is, uh, I think, like I said, I think she won a PR campaign and the PR war because she was just showing up at everything. A month before these awards, she showed up at everything looking fly. She did. Period. She just showed up like, I woke up like this. Let me go get the, uh, what, what is these awards today? <laughs> I'm getting them all. Right. Are they going to be cameras there? Then give me a dress. And let's go get this shit. And America and, you know, bloggers and Hollywood fell in love with just the idea of her. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, to me, equality is they fell in love with Jennifer Lawrence last year because she trips and falls and farts in public. <laughs> so to me, equality is why the fuck can't a black woman get some of that biased, you know, unreasonable, uh, illogical love too. True. You know what I mean? Like this and like it was like it was so and the movie's so like heartbreakingly sad and shit. Like they couldn't even really show a clip of her because everything that happened to her was fucked up. You know, like they I was like, how did they find a clip with she not being called a nigger or raped? It's pretty hard. You know? But they found a way to like there was like two seconds of clip they could show her acting. <laughs> um yeah I, but anyway i just think she's a, a really good actress um and she knocked that part out the park but even if she um but, but i just think that's the bare minimum everybody that got nominated knocked their part out the park mm-hmm. she won that pr award dog she was showing up in them dresses with that flawless skin yes. and people was like i want to see something different you know she pulled a um kevin durant she Kevin Durant that shit. Yeah, I'm going to win the MVP. I'm tired of LeBron. That's what everybody was thinking. I'm tired of LeBron. LeBron winning everything. That's how people feel about these white women. I'm tired of the white women winning everything. Can the sister get some? So, yeah, I, I don't think anything's bad. I, I just hope that she continues to get parts after this, and I hope that people don't flip on her um, and just forget all about her. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that this isn't a flash in the pan uh she's talented uh she's graceful she seems like a really cool person uh i hope people keep casting her um and uh you know she gets bigger and better roles man that's what this that's what the oscars is really supposed to be about raising your profile i hope this does it for her. me too um anything else you want to add Mm-mm. all right next voicemail uh hey robin this is uh tara hawk uh sometimes i chat on uh, your show when I get the opportunity. Uh, I just got finished listening to your new episode. I thought it was great. I love your show. I can't wait to uh, put some money in for the uh, premium content because I think the nerd off is something I really want to listen to. Uh, about the Harvard grad thing, I don't really know what to say much about it. I mean, my background is I'm I'm from another country. I'm an immigrant. So I've, I've dealt with it from uh, two different perspectives. I've dealt with it from, uh, you know, white people, but I mostly dealt with it from just Americans. I think the two biggest things was, uh, since I'm Caribbean, people always wonder where my accent is. Like, every Caribbean person has to have an accent. And I think the second thing that bugs me the most is that because I'm a polite person, they they can assume that I'm not an American citizen. 
for these guys, I'm not really sure what to say about them because, you know, I would I would think if you made it to Harvard and to graduate from Harvard, you're you're the best you're you're the best that uh that your community has to offer. You're probably some of the smartest intelligent people in America and to be surprised that you know, you find out a lot of your uh, student body doesn't really read or study as much black history as you do and won't give you the benefit of the doubt. I don't really know what to say. It happens. You know, you just got to sit back and choose to answer or not answer those questions. But I can't say I'm against the uh, promotion that they're doing because, you know, maybe some, of their student, maybe some of their other student bodies might be looking at it and realizing that they sound like a, well, like a dick. Either way, guys, I love the show. I hope this uh, <coughs> message doesn't take too long. Y'all just have a great one. Bye. All right, thank Bye-bye, you, Tara Hall. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not against them either. Honestly, like uh, my main f- feeling that I took away from that video is they're kids, and I don't think it'll work. But you know, they're kids. It's like people shouldn't judge them too harshly. You know, and I'm counting kids. I, I know these motherfuckers like grad school. Some of these motherfuckers probably 25 and shit. But you know what I mean? Like they, they, they it just you know. They they're just waking up to some shit. They'll be all right. Yeah, and 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 I guess from from my uh, standpoint and perspective, uh, just looking at situation and just you know hearing you talk and just looking at it from literally a, a different generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I've kind of my perspective has changed. Now I do believe, like he said, you the best and you the brightest and you the smartest. Sometimes you're like, wow, you you just smart dumb. You you got yeah. all this book knowledge, but when it comes to common sense, like my mama used to say, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that could be a disadvantage um, to the reality of the world. And it's just one of those things where sometimes I just wish that people would, would take the time to actually teach children these <coughs> things so that they won't get so blindsided and be so hurt and devastated and crushed by with the reality of the real world. Yeah, I'd rather their attitude be something more positive obviously you know i'd rather the attitude be more like i'm here deal with it i'm not fucking going anywhere Mm-mm. and i don't care if you're gonna wear that fucking shirt uh i'm gonna be here every day in my skin reminding you that i'm not going nowhere regardless of how you feel about who deserves to be here mm-hmm. but of course that's not gonna happen no um, or maybe there's other kids that are doing that they just ain't make these videos <laughs> that's true too <laughs> next next one mm-hmm. hey you guys it's Owen been a while. Hope you're doing well on this uh, new job I'm working at. Yeah, yeah, I'm working this week. Uh, they let us listen to podcasts. So I got all caught up lately, especially on the feedback episodes. Maybe don't follow all the time. And I just wanted, uh, you know, to touch upon a he who shall remain nameless douchebag. Who I just love what a fucking cool dude he is calling in and being uh, fucking. Rod, I think you're starting to get, like, real big time now with this because it seems like you're starting to get some of that Keith Malley hate, you know, <laughs> that, that just random hate. People hear you talk, and then they just want to attach whatever bullshit to you. So good for you, man. Congratulations. Um, you know, just want to say love in the show, of course. You guys continue to be bar-raising motherfuckers for the rest of us. But uh, that's all good, man. We love you. I'm uh, real glad, uh, yeah, real, real glad to have met you guys, you know. Anyways, uh, all the love and uh, take it easy. Thank you, uh, Owen. We appreciate you, dog. 
um uh that's owen from the chase like fried chicken podcast yeah so i'm glad you got a job my mm-hmm. my friend because i'll be rooting for owen like he on the my brother's keeper program yeah for real owen has a rough time you don't never know when he gonna have a job he was like y'all i just got laid off like did they hire you two weeks ago they sure right. did they they laid me off immediately why um they just laid me off <laughs> right like didn't you have to have a job to get laid off? i was like yeah they just gave it to me long enough to take it that's, that's what i do yeah they long enough to get one good paycheck <laughs> and they're like all right you officially own the job you got to go all right, last voicemail. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is Brent. Um, I just called today because um, you guys were talking about the the issue with the the graduate students of UCLA and their complaints and and students that went to Harvard and to other prestigious PWIs and how they have been in a place where they're complaining now about the way they were treated. And you said, and you mentioned an interesting comment. You said um, you feel like some of these students are, and sometimes a lot of these issues occur because you say there's an issue that we have, um, especially in the African-American community, where we feel like the white man's ice is colder. Um, my father used to talk about that all the time. And so the reason I was calling because I do feel like there's, there's a situation in our community where, um, we have, we, we're, we're more critical of ourselves and we're more unforgiving of ourselves than we are others. For example, um, some of the best places for you to go as an African American students are HBCUs. There are many, many people who graduate from HBCUs because to be honest, it really doesn't matter where you get your undergrad and they go on to matriculate through many other universities and they end up having people work who got their undergrads from other schools working for them. I remember there was one homecoming where where we had someone who um who was who was a former student come back for, to my HBCU and he talked about how he graduated from, from our school which had maybe about 2,000 students and in the cheapest school in the state to go to. And he has people who work for Harvard working under him. And it's almost like, and I almost said this, um, I was going to say this too. I see it even with movies where we're less tolerant of, of African American bad films than we are of Caucasian or other bad films, just like we would do I mean, think like a man, think like a man, the Tyler Perry movies, uh, right along. Oh, they're not the best movies in the world, but they're for a niche market, and, you know, they try to cater to them, and there's some good qualities in those movies, although they're not, they're mostly B minus and lower movies. And, but I, I've seen situations where I've seen black people like, oh, this movie's terrible. We're sitting there watching, why are we watching this? But they don't do that with Caucasian films and that are bad. I mean, I was talking with my friend earlier. He's like, it's nice Shyamalan makes terrible movies too, but we, we can't seem to tolerate them a little bit more. But I want to stay as close to three minutes as possible. Um, I appreciate all of y'all. Take care. Uh, and uh, have a good day. Bye. All right. Um, all right. A couple things. One, I do think that 
black people are more critical on their own stuff a lot of times unfairly so um i think it's kind of messed up like what we do to and like i'm ser- like i was serious when i said that during the oscars uh ellen and those guys eating pizza cute you know a lot of people on my timeline follow a lot of black people oh ellen's so funny this is so cute this is so funny if fucking chris tucker would have walked from behind that bet award stage with some fucking pizza nigga timeline would have lit the hell up this why i don't watch bet this why i don't even fuck with they that. so raggedy what, what look at this ghetto ass they over there cooning get some pizza this, this, this is why I ain't, like that, that like that this is why black folks can't have nothing and that's not white people white people don't watch that shit that's us hating ourselves like that's us going yep we less than all our shit is fucked up it's why i don't shit on bet no more um i think tyler perry makes terrible movies i don't go see him is my solution you know what I mean? Like, and I don't think that there's a weird ultimatum. I think people shit on movies that are bad, period. I do. The, the thing is, people will stop going to see those movies, right? And I think that's a black thing, too. Like, we'll go see something because we're so starved to see a representation of ourselves. That's why many people don't like Tyler Perry movies, and they go see every Tyler Perry movie. They don't like... uh you know, they don't like uh Kevin Hart. They're going to go see everything Kevin Hart's in this year. You know, and it's because we're black and we want to see a representation of ourselves and we're not getting a lot of them. So we just go, okay, one out of every 27 movies is a black movie. I'm going to see the one out of every 27 movies. You know, um, so I think that's what it is. Um, the difference is if you don't like an Adam Sandler movie and you're black, you stop going to see Adam Sandler movies at some point. Yes, you do. But most black people are never gonna stop seeing uh fucking uh, uh Tyler Perry movies. You know? They like it. The other thing is, uh that I thought was fucked up is a lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to admit that they like that shit because they feel like as a black person they should be higher minded because they have to represent the race at all times, and that's stupid. <laughs> They're very dumb. You you can you, like some ratchet shit, guys. It's okay. I do enjoy it i like a lot of ratchet shit life goes on world don't stop lastly when i was talking about the white man's ice is colder i wasn't talking about these students necessarily some of them might be on that shit some of them not might not i don't from the video i can't tell what i was talking about there was a lady on twitter who took it upon herself to be really hyper defensive about anyone who said anything less than complimentary about that video so any if you said like it came off a little bit whiny that she would get in your case, right? Well, one of the things she says after, you know, uh, going back and forth with me for a while was, well, you probably just belong in a real house of wives of Atlanta thread. To which I was like, the, one, I don't watch that show, but two, even if I did, the fuck is the problem with that? Nothing. Like, why would you choose something like that to a level as an insult to me? You're the one asking about black camaraderie. And you're going to level a black show and its fan base at me as an insult. Like, oh, you probably watched this black shit. That's basically what she said. Why don't you go back to your black threads? You belong with the black people. Arguing about the black shit. Okay? You 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 shouldn't be arguing with me about education. You shouldn't be arguing with me about acceptance. Like you shouldn't be arguing with the, you shouldn't be debating me. You, what are you even have, doing having an opinion on this? You, don't you have real housewives of Atlanta to be arguing about? 
keep in mind this is a lady who approached me i didn't know this lady from adam i didn't say anything to her she thought what i said needed to be addressed and immediate like a few times you know a few back and forth in all of a sudden uh you know i'm a real housewives of atlanta watcher aka black shit yeah i don't know what color she was i think she was black man but the point being that attitude is why a lot of people see these videos and go you whiny sons of bitches i'm not gonna watch i'm not gonna support you because that is this attitude of black culture less than less than she didn't say jersey shore she said real housewives of uh you know uh california or some shit like she knew what she was doing yes she did she knew what that insult meant you know, she tried to be a little slick with it, but the point being, hey, why shouldn't you be watching basketball wise with your black ass? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I get it, man. You know, you ain't gotta tell me you ain't gotta hit me but once. That's all. all. Right. I get your point. Yeah. Um all right. <clears throat> we had some emails for the episode. Shana writes saying, Preach Hey, Karen and Rod, listen to episode 650. Before I begin my rant, I want to congratulate everyone who was nominated for the tippies. Rod, this is your year. I can feel it. I think this is your year, too. Yes. I'm going to be like, I, I swept last year like Lapita, but uh, I think uh, this year Rod's going to have a comeback. No, nah, I'm going to be Lapita this year. You can't steal my Lapita. Lapita came out this year. This is my Lapita. I, I know. Try to be Lapita. I'm going to hold on to my crown as long as I can. No, you you for Covenginay. I take that. Yeah, you last year's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> As usual, y'all were giving us the real talk on this episode, and you were speaking to my life. I would not change my HBCU education for anything in the world. And I credit that experience as the reason that I am not in some Sarah McLaughlin ASPCA style video about racism in graduate school. That is, listen, judge me, say what you want to say, <laughs> dislike me if you want. Uh, when I played that motherfucking Sarah McLaughlin under that video, tell me it wasn't perfect. It was. Tell me that shit wasn't exactly fucking. I, I, I was like, I know. I feel like I've heard this style of talking. But oh my god, you start playing that motherfucking. Will you remember me? You're like, yep. This is perfect. Will you adopt one of these black graduates? One of these black grad students. Your five dollars will go to buying them confidence. Every day, a hundred black grad students are put out to pasture. Okay? They are abused. They have to watch the Chappelle show. They need help. Uh, one of the best lessons that I learned from being at a black college was to toughen up and get mad. Yeah, that is true, man. That is, listen, listen. When we got to Fayetteville State, you know what we couldn't do? Have visitation. You know what visitation means for all the kids at home or the people that went to white schools and don't know? Visitation means fuck. You cannot fuck when we got to school. And there's no freshman visitation for sure. It was like, oh, if you like a sophomore or a junior or a senior, then like you can have somebody over your room. But when I got there, there was like freshmen off limits. You gotta get some lotion, jacket yourselves. Okay, guys? Freshmen. <laughs> Freshmen and sophomores, no visitation when I first got to Fayetteville State. Shit. And you know what we did? You know what we did? We united under the banner, banner of our freak flags flying, and we went up there and to the office of the chancellor, and we changed the motherfucking law because we wanted some sex. 
Now, it wasn't the highest-minded goals, and it wasn't... <laughs> I'm not comparing it to, like, the civil rights sit-in. But uh, shit, it matters to you at that age. But it was civil rights for me. God damn it. And yeah, you be like, fuck this. I'm fighting my rights. We were on they ass. They tried to push About getting some ass. They were. Mm, we were. Mm-hmm. They tried to push the deadline back. It was like, mm, what are you doing? It's like, yes, maybe in uh, March. No, not March. Now. Hell no, we won't go. Until we know we don't get some ass. Chancellor couldn't go nowhere on campus. Hey, dog, hold up. You working on that? You working on that proposal? We I about? know he couldn't because that's some bullshit. Like, I hope you ain't here. He's like, I just want to eat my chicken. No. No, unless you, unless you working on us getting some yeah. ass, you, you better get you, get you, ain't no, no chicken for you, mister. You can't eat that chicken in the office <laughs> while you working on this shit. Right now, proposal. Like, that's what we learned, dog. You got to fight, man. We was all black. Couldn't pull no. Couldn't be, will you remember me? We couldn't have been doing no sad ass YouTube videos. Ain't nobody would have got laid. Just hanging out. It was like Rodney Dangerfield, the end of, uh, end of that movie. Hey, we're all getting laid. Everywhere. <laughs> One of the best lessons that I learned from being at a black college was toughing up and getting mad. When I went to a private majority white college to get my master's as one of the only few students on scholarship and those trust fund white women started talking all kinds of bullshit about race, I got mad. Then I got even by writing a thesis about Malcolm X entitled White Devils, House Negroes in the 20th Century, Uncle Tom's. Oh, Lord. (coughs) Wonderful title. And that thesis got me into a doctoral program. Uh, A doctoral program. What I don't get about the video is why they all acted so surprised. I am... I do wonder if that was like more cunning on their part. Like they were like, let's just pretend that we're surprised and maybe they'll feel guilty. Or if they were like, I'm legitimately surprised. I I wonder, do you not understand how racism works? Not to mention tell Trayvon Martin's family how your life is ruined because some ignorant fucks at your university are against affirmative action. While I'm always aware of the marginalization that I experienced as a result of being a woman of color in academia, I'm also always aware that getting a graduate degree is a privilege. Hell, getting any degree is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And that is my problem with black academics. Universities are exclusionary spaces. As academics, we have to acknowledge that we are still part of that oppressive system that shuts out many people, even as if that system oppresses us in some ways. Mm-hmm. Many academics spend their time playing the victim about racism rather than using their privilege and platform to get mad about it and advocate for those who can't get anywhere near university thanks to class, race, and gender discrimination. Yeah, don't even get me started because uh, I literally can talk for an hour about why we need HBCUs and why uh, pretty much there's very few things in life that make me as upset as seeing anyone this HBCU as far as um the need for them or just the idea of them and especially black people like that like that like there's very few things I get mad mad about that's one of those things where I like I'll I'll be looking at you like I can't believe you like that mm-hmm. like you like it's like that's one of those things where I feel I'm so right that I just feel like you just don't know you know what I mean? Well, I'm like, oh, it's not, it's impossible that you are right. What it is possible is that your ass just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That is the only possible way. Cause as somebody who experienced it, as somebody who lives it, as somebody who, um, you know, uh, like somebody who listened to people shit on it ignorantly without knowing, very few things make me mad like that. Like I don't even, I don't even talk about it. Like on Twitter oh, yeah. and shit, like, 
if somebody starts like because i'll lose a friend i don't give a fuck i will lose a friend over that shit that is one of my things where i'm like okay i'm gonna give you a few chances to try to work this out but at the end of this discussion if this is one of those we can't even agree to disagree bro if at the end of the discussion if you think well you know we both made our points fuck you i'm out we will never be cool that's a ridiculous notion because you hear people well they let in anybody that's what every school should be doing all schools should be letting in anybody period and then when you get there the merit of your fucking work should decide who progresses and who does not but you should get a fucking chance how you gonna diss a university for giving somebody a fucking chance it's the problem with education in our country now Uh, you know what i said i wasn't gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> say that again i apologize i'm sorry y'all um and the most important and most importantly i have a rule i will not ask anybody's permission for the respect that i know i deserve exactly no one is going to tell you that you deserve to be where you are only you know that that's the other thing even if these people told you if they didn't wear those shirts they'd be wearing those shirts in their hearts you know what i mean like you you can you're the only one who can feel secure and you're gonna have to learn to feel secure despite these assholes that's it they're not going anywhere okay a lot of these people come from long money generation generationally uh and then they have so much of society telling them that they're the real victims here this shit ain't going nowhere so you gotta believe in yourself i belong at harvard not I need a video to tell you that I belong. I fucking belong because I'm here. The end. Possession is nine-tenths of the motherfucking law. And I possess a motherfucking seat in this classroom. Take it from me if you want it. Um, are these affirmative action complainers keeping you from getting your degree, passing the bar, getting that money? Then fuck them and move on. Right. They ain't changing no laws. There's another thing. What's the point of writing this video? They, it's not like they got a law that's going to stop you. They can't do shit. Fuck them. You can like just show up, man. I'll be so black if I went to Harvard. Now I want to go. <laughs> I just have nothing else for a damn semester. Walk around with my dick out. Uh, sorry. I wouldn't even go to class. <laughs> right. Just show up. Rover. Everywhere. I just want to do ignorant black shit that makes people upset and uncomfortable. Just, 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 get, <laughs> just getting that few thousand dollars debt for no reason. Just yeah. to prove my point. No, I'm going to class. I'm, I'm going to be overachieving. I'm going to be studying like shit. Be fucking they books up. Be treating it like competition. I'm gonna be like the biggest loser, but with books. Ah, like what happened to my books? I don't know, dog. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should handle that. I just have all they books with my shit. My what books? These my books, homie. Be a bully. Y'all ain't got no black bullies there. Be a bully, man. They scared of you. Um, <laughs> that that that's true. Now <laughs> use the fear against them. If they believe all these stereotypes about you, and I know, they scared of you. Yeah. I know most of these black kids ain't never been no parts of no bully, but if they believe the stereotypes, who's the fucking tell them? Use the fear against them. I'll be hopping on the, I'll be hopping on the, on the elevator like, mm, that's a nice purse. Oh my, Jerome told me I had a nice purse. What do you think that means? Uh, sorry for the <laughs> long rant, but that, this shit is annoying as always. Thanks for the commentary. No, thank you, Shayna. Thank you, sweetie. <clears throat> Jeff Jenkins, episode 654, says, Yo, Rod and Karen. First off, I want to say excellent show. I love the ratchetness and sophistication of the show. I know those two things don't go together, but anyway. 
You know what? They do go together. It's mm-hmm. like peanut butter hand and chocolate. Hand. Mm-hmm. We Reese's cups. <laughs> I had been wanting to write in for a while, but I ain't gonna lie. I'm a nigga and I got lazy. So while I <laughs> what? Just keeping it real. So while I had some downtime between not doing shit and doing shit, I wanted to discuss the Harvard sixty three. I went to a private PWI where the percentage of blacks was one percent, like literally one percent. I was so it was so bad I could tell black people that didn't go to my school. What I find interesting about this whole thing is these niggas act like white folks are gonna treat them specially different. I feel like most of their issue was not that they were being treated for how they were being treated for being black, but that because they were looked at at the same level as other black people. Yeah. yeah. That is an undertone. Mm-hmm. I, I had a little bit of a feeling from that. I hope I'm just off. Oh, yeah. I hope that that's not what's going on. I hope they're just young and surprised because it would really hurt my heart if their whole point is, but I'm not like the those other ones. black niggas. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope that's not it. Man. I'm not like those over there. Yeah, I really hope that's not it, man. I, I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt, you know. Um, but I think that person on Twitter, that was her problem for sure. I remember being, cause she even said, she's like, well, they go to the university to compete with their peers. It's like everybody's your fucking peer at any university. Everybody's your peer. Like, why are you worshiping this one if they don't want you? If somebody don't want me, why the fuck am I worshiping you? And wasting my time. I definitely ain't writing you. I definitely ain't making no fucking videos begging for you. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You don't want me? Well, I'm here and I'm taking my degree and I'm never giving back to your school. How about that? I remember being in school and we thought we were better than the HBCU down the street. We used to brag on it. I mean, even to the point of fights, not physical fights. Uh, well, we at the PWI and shit, we better with words. <laughs> anyway and documentations right anyway going to pwi i always knew that white folks generally would not understand my issue as a black male i had been in private schools all my life and remember being called a nigger and hearing nigger all the way back in high school so i never put it past them i understand these students pain but at the same time they need to suck that shit up one thing i learned is that there won't always be a lane for you so you have to make that lane and them crying and whining over shit that all black people know that happens won't change you are definitely right about not changing white people's mind it won't happen that they can't it won't happen that they can't empathize with our situation because they can't walk in our shoes so really the thing they need to do is either finish harvard or stop making to tears tapes to or transfer to the place with more black people anyway that's my thought great show as usual <clears throat> yeah i think um i don't think that no white people can be swayed i just think the white people they're trying to sway with this shit don't, don't care, care. Don't care. Because they're really talking about the people that wore the shirts that were anti-affirmative action. Because like you say, most of them, most white people know and understand or either they're neutral and just don't give a damn. Yeah. Or either they're these people and those are the people that they're trying to go after and those people don't care. Yeah. On a micro level, nobody cares about this shit. No. On a macro level, all of that not caring adds up to a bunch of shit. But in general, these white people ain't against you. They just don't care. They sure ain't. They got other shit they trying to accomplish too. Yeah. You thinking about it way more than they thinking about it. I'll tell you that much. You might as well get on them books, homie. <coughs> homie! I too don't care. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's James from Florida again. And I'm really interested in the people that are in support of these black kids that are expressing themselves in these sad videos. I felt like I talked at, about this ad nauseum at my job, home, or out with friends. Like you, Rod. I wonder what was the point of this video? Who was this for? 
they couldn't expect that those same white kids who are asking them if they could twerk or touch their hair are looking at this video and feel bad if they you know it's funny uh james i think those are two different white people like i think the person that wanted to touch their hair is different from the person that wore that ignorant shirt i do too and i think the person that wanted to touch their hair probably their friend and they just overstepped their bounds they just needed a, a nice polite talking to and they would understand that it is not a fucking game and i'm not a chia pet and you can't be touching their hair okay it would have been easy and y'all can still be friends i'll see you at the squash match think those people are different the people wearing those fucking shirts they don't want to touch your hair they don't want to touch you they wish your ass wasn't there yes <laughs> they definitely ain't trying not to touch you. the same <laughs> not the same the one trying to touch you is not gonna be the one wearing the shirt yeah they don't want to learn how to twerk they want your ass Mm-mm. to get out of school get that god for sake and a rap music away from them you took someone's spot if they really thought that once they got to harvard that what that white people would see them as equal that's a shame yeah some people will you know a lot of i mean like when we talk in these general conversations obviously but a lot of white people do and they don't care you know i think white i think the election of president obama to me prove that white people and i you can't take it back like white people are a lot less racist than uh than i think a lot of people talk about them as that's true too most could care the majority of people period most of the people that you cross could give a fuck yeah. most of the people they could care less about your they race your color your creed none of it ma- religion they don't mm-hmm. care especially the second time yeah when it wasn't just an old ass man who couldn't lift his arms above his head and they were still like yeah let's go with the black dude like not every white person but enough enough to let me know that even at harvard most of these white people just don't give a fuck Mm-mm. they tired they just trying to get their degree yeah trying not to waste their parents money. money like they don't give a fuck on a micro level nobody cares dog on a macro level all the people adding that shirt, they ain't won't care about this video. Mm-hmm. So you catch 22. I feel like Bomani made a really good point in saying, why would some of these kids want to go to some of these schools? I've always thought that I was one of the few people um, that actually had my choice of just about any school in the country, except for Howard. For some reason, man, Howard was shitting on me, man. It was like, you can get a partial. What? Nigga, I'm smart. Anyway, wasn't smart enough but <laughs> i never forgive them but um but the point being man like um it was kind of like um weird because like that lady who was arguing with me was making it seem like a foregone conclusion of like of course this is a better education mm-hmm. and i was like well the thing i learned at hbcu is it's you versus them books that's the education you know what i mean like it's not like I went to class and they said, well, let's give you an A. Here's an extra letter grade for being black. No, man, get your ass in there and study us. You wouldn't make it. You Just like every other university, folks come and folks go. Like you, Just like people fuck up in, in, in large universities, people fuck up in small ones too. Yeah, they hit me with that C in my motherfucking computer class. I changed my major. I was like, ooh, shit is different. Like, yeah. Achievement is achievement, man, wherever it's at. Like you got to get the grades, right? Uh, I mean, you gotta get the grades, bro. Um, that lady on Twitter said to compete with her, with peers, which I find to be hilarious because what are they trying to win? 
yeah if they're trying to win respect because they don't have it for themselves so it's like if i get this degree finally they will have to admit or not even, if i get in at this college they will have to admit that i'm a peer finally and yeah and that's never gonna happen yeah that's not why you should go to college i went to harvard to prove to them that i eh, that's not why you need to go 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 for yourself <clears throat> But yeah, she was saying that shit, and then as soon as I said HBCU, she was shitting. So okay, uh, th- if they win, does that pay off the college debt? When I mentioned four letters that start with an H, HBCU, I'm assuming people call me ignorant, but I was just saying like you, Rod, this stuff doesn't happen at the schools in regard in regards to race. Yeah, part, you know, what? I'm not gonna do it, but quickly, part of the problem that people have with HBCUs is that they black people a lot of times have issues looking at our own selves and having esteem about it. Like looking at something that is black and going, that's good. It's well, like the last couple of times I watched the BET awards, it was actually well done. Yes. And then I watch, I look at Twitter and it's like, see only see, I don't watch the EBT awards. And you're like, Ooh, this one was actually good. Did you really watch it? Yeah. Did you see Charlie? Like, yeah. Wait a minute. I don't want to taint the name. Is it Wilson? Yeah. yeah. Wilson. I about to say, yeah. Yeah. I, Charlie Wilson. I, I still ain't seen a full performance at an award show that's even close to fucking with Charlie Wilson. Man, and and not, and not to go on a tangent, mm-hmm. I remember uh, when he performed, it was so breathtaking because it was like you weren't there, but he en- almost engulfed you into the TV. Mm-hmm. And it was like Twitter went crazy. And, and I, just, I felt like I was partying with the people there. Him and when Justin uh, Timberlake performed, it was just one of those things. He was better than Justin Timberlake. Now, now that, now that's true. Now, Justin Timberlake, I was like, yeah, that was a good show. But when he, he put like this, he don't sing. He can sing. Like he can really. He performed. Sing. He performed. He put on, he put on a show. He went out there, showed his ass and showed them young boys. This is how you put on the show. And it was one of the most enjoyable award shows I've ever seen. And he will never ever perform form at one of the larger platforms it's just one of those things where we are like the only group of people that would give him his just due because it's very irritating to see him come out there i was like oh he performing he ain't performing shit why am i watching right and i get angry and i get pissed because it's just one of those things where uh he we we will rejoice in him being black and being able to perform and you won't get this on any other platform. So why are you shitting on the platform that does reward you for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, man, you got to love yourself. Um, and I think that um, a lot of times we don't love ourselves. So then we do the, well, HBCU is less than. Not to mention all the outside people that think it's less than. But I was saying we don't do this. And like, cause one of the reasons that people say it's less than is they'll be like, well, what about all the experience of interacting with other people? Like, well, our, first of all, white people do go to HBCUs and it's like, and it's, and it's a higher number than you think, like mm-hmm. 30% clip or some shit yeah, some places. And they get minority scholarships. Right. But so, so, so you have people of all races, cultures there. I, I you know, my shit, half my fucking, sweet mates were uh from trinidad they weren't from america like so you have experiences with other walks of life but because people are ignorant they assume that you don't and they go well what are you gonna learn when it's only black people because you get out in the world you gotta deal with white people here's the thing one you always gotta deal with white people no matter what you're doing for in america period so it's not like i didn't exist except for four years in college 
right? I'm going to also have been, had experiences before I got to school, and I'm going to have some afterwards. Here's the other thing. We don't say that about women's colleges. We don't say that about military schools. We don't say that about Jewish universities. We don't say that about re- religious universities. Why black schools? <coughs> Why only HBCUs do we do that? Isn't that fucking weird? Like, why don't we do the, hey, what are these Jews going to learn by going to a historically Jewish university that doesn't have regular white people at it and black people? And nope, not a question, right? A university that has very little diversity, like a Harvard or something. Nobody goes, well, what are these white kids going to learn with no black people around? Nobody says that. It's only our shit that we scrutinize to the point of, uh, is it, should we even have these universities? Like that's, it's such a ridiculous point, you know? So, um, and, mm. and also I think for me, why do people think an HBCU is a fucking island off by itself and it's nothing but nigga party all the time? Niggas, 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 niggas learning nigga shit and you can't cope outside of that island. And this right. is just one of those things where, Y'all act like we didn't go to the grocery store. Y'all act like we didn't go to McDonald's. Act like we didn't go fucking up the street. Like we didn't y'all... interact with other universities. Yes, and 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 it's Crazy. and it's such an ignorant concept. And 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 not only that, it's very ignorant, and it's a complete slap in the face. And it's just one of those things where I'm kind of like Roger when it comes to this, I'm very very passionate because when people come to me very ignorant, I want to go motherfucker. Do you know the reason why HBCUs even fucking exist? Right. You know, I, I, it's well, like, the, well, it's not that they'll go, they'll know, they'll be like, no, I see why, but why should it have to exist today? It's like, and I, and I said this on the show, the next time somebody asks me why HBCUs exist today, I'm showing them this fucking video. Just know that. That is the best. I, that shit is better than school days when it comes to promoting HBCUs. That shit is why. Cause your ass can't get that self-esteem and you can't get anybody that is sitting around telling you it's okay to love yourself over there. And it's okay to be comfortable in your own skin. And, and also it's one of those things where, uh, you can look and go, Hey, it's black professors. It's black doctors. It's black. This is black. That like Roger say, um, you have people that graduated and came back black lawyers and things mm-hmm. like that. Well, you can go, Oh shit. We can be CEOs and CFOs of our own business. We can do these things and we don't have to be limited to. And it's just one of those things for me personally, it taught me to think outside of the box. I know every university is different and every university isn't for everybody. But I know for me, I went through a learning process and a growth in in this space. This space allowed me to love myself, learn more about myself, be comfortable in my own skin and not be judged and be judged not by the color of my skin, but just based on my academics. If I couldn't um, pass with my grades, I wasn't going to make it. And it was nothing else that mattered. You had to stand on your own merit. It wasn't anything else because the majority of other people here were black too. So you didn't have an excuse. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to go to HBCU. I'm just saying the next time somebody says, why do they even exist? Uh, because of 33, the 63, the whatever. And and yeah. Whatever other number. Because of them. That's why. Because you won't have this specific feeling. You might have some other feelings. You won't have this one over here. I know that much. And there's something to be said about your mental health 
and your ability to feel respected. Everybody deserves to feel respected, man. Yes, they do. You ain't out here disrespecting them. There's no reason you should pay money. Go into hundreds of thousand dollars worth of debt. So you can feel like you got disrespected and you got to beg for respect. There's no reason you should have to do that. You can get that free every goddamn day. You right. walk out your motherfucking door. Right. You can get that free of charge, nigga. Here you go. Learning is something you do on your own. Like you said previously, Harvard isn't teaching a new math or something. People really have misconstrued the idea of education is that these days. It, right. Right. I agree. Like education. I, I wish we could do like Canada does or something. Like education here is so fucked up. And this is what happens when you monetize anything, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's capitalistic society and eventually it becomes about greed, comes about uh, prestige, you know, has like has an actual value of an education really increased exponentially since we've been alive? No, no. And like, has an actual like like monetarily is it costing thousands and thousands? Like, is is it two hundred percent more costly to educate a person than it was back in the day? You know what I mean? No. Like. I just wonder. Maybe and, it is, and, but why? Like, and and I think this is just my personal, I guess, viewpoint of that. I think years ago, education was considered a uh, a quote unquote. It's always been a privilege, but it was like a privilege, and it didn't cost that much because a lot of the universities uh, looked at educating students as educating students. But as uh, time went on and, and universities got into money and the universities got into uh, making bigger and better universities as uni- as as it got where which uh, you've always had people give to universities but it's gotten to the point where universities realize that they that, that the university realized it is a corporation and so once the university realized it is a corporation and people will pay millions of dollars and donate millions of dollars and give millions of dollars to a corporation why else wouldn't this corporation charge more for the prestige of stamping the name of this corporation on your certificate and charging you thousands and thousands and millions of dollars a year not really giving a fuck about your education but just worrying about the corporation itself and at the end of the day guess what's going to survive that corporation the corporation really doesn't care about the product that it pushes out they, the, whatever school you go to they don't give a rat's ass about your degree as long as you can pay for it and you pass them standardized tests that's kind of all they care about and that's you don't something even, you don't even use the shit you learn in college at a job no you don't every job I've had they just taught you how to do the job at the job it really didn't fucking matter what I yeah, said. And, and, and most people that I've came to interact with, whatever you're, very, uh, unless you had a specific degree, most people, whatever they're doing right now is not what the fuck they went to school for. And it's one of those things where when you say this, people don't agree with you. Less and less people are going to start getting an education. A, because the motherfucker costs too much. B, because most, most people can't afford it. And also, more, less people are getting it because less and less people are seeing the, are, are not reaping the benefits of going in debt. Right. So I go in debt and then I still have a shitty ass job. I go in debt, go get my doctorates, go get all this education, spend 15, 20 years in school. And I still don't have a job that can pay this off. Is it really worth it? And I also I think with the with the, with the invention of the Internet, it's allowing people to make money and go and go and 
with the invention of the internet, it's allowing people to have alternate routes outside of school to benefit and make money now. And it's just one of those things where, hey, I might not not know everything, but I know enough to make the next app. And next thing you know, I'm a billionaire and I never spend a day in school. And more and more people are starting to understand this. And also, um, I do understand when people make this quote-unquote argument about you know a degree you know you make a few thousand dollars more but yeah you went in a few thousand dollars worth of debt that this other person don't well, have either well it you know uh, statistically they've been proven that a person with a degree earns like a million dollars more over their lifetime than somebody without right true so the point really is this the reason that uh people are even going to college is because college has become the new dividing line between class it is not those who yeah. will have and those who will not those who will be middle class those who will be working poor um and it's even though it's becoming less and less uh difference between those two classes mm-hmm. um that's the reason people do it and the reason people go to harvard and uh, and all these other places is because that is the promise of even a higher class than just a college degree it's like oh now now you'll be upper middle class or higher because you graduated from here. So that's what they're really paying for, right? But, they, like, they don't actually pay for the education. They pay for, like you said, the name. They pay for the shirt, the sweater. Um, <clears throat> but, hey, what do I know? And, and hold on, oh, before go you go, and my thing is this. The, the, the thing about it that really, uh, I guess, affects me is this. Regardless of what where your degree is from, your College cannot guarantee your motherfucking job. That's right. something where Obviously. people fail to realize that. And so it's just one of those things where you go and you get this, you get this degree and you get on this debt. And guess what? You're out there looking for a job too, just like the person that graduated from an HBCU. All y'all in the same pool at the end of the day. And, 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 and their degree was a fraction of the cost. And a lot of people think if I can get into Harvard, if I can deal with this bullshit and I can graduate, as a black person, it'll kind of give me a cover for my race. Like I, people will look at me and see Harvard first, not just a black guy. And they just like that. Now this video is like, Oh, I'm still a nigga in Paris. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm in Paris. These people are not looking at me. Like we are all here <laughs> together. Some of these people think I wrote coach. But hey, what do I know? I just went to a small music college. Maybe the white man's ice is colder. But what I do know is that I have this Bible, homie. Hey, what you going to do about this right here? (laughs) 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 What you going to do about this? That's that's what he said. Love you guys. Peace. James Thomas, 23. (laughs) (laughs) Professor LCH writes in, long time no feedback, part one. <clears throat> Y'all, it's a two-parter here, Karen. Hi, Rod and Karen. Crazy busy year for me thus far. Sorry, I haven't done much via feedback. I roll up in and even crash some of the live shows when I can. Even if I can't participate in the chat, know that if my icon's up, I'm somewhere in the background listening to the show in whole or in part laughing and shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the update. For, uh, thanks for the updated easy opportunities to vote in the tippies. It's hype. It's hype being able to weigh in and vote in such an easy fashion. I can't wait for the actual award show. Will there be a gown and tux for our TBGWT hostess and host? 
<laughs> I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed the Valentine's Day joint podcast with Chonilla. I uh, listened to it twice via Stitcher and finally watched it on Spreecast. Wow, that's like 12 hours. Yeah, we were there for a hot minute. It was fun, man. A lot of fun. I, I always love hanging with them. Can't prepare. TBGWT is the gateway drug to so many other podcasts. Now, as a result, I'm a Chonilla fan. This new fandom is a result of my first TBGWT gateway drug experience and repeat of the Black Sexy Geeky and Mental podcast, who also sang Chonilla's praises. Youngs! So much fun. Smile Don, yours, Professor LCH. Yes, honey. We love Shirley and Clove. And also, when she was talking about the tippy, something, mm-hmm. something I got to say, Professor LCH. I don't know. We might dress up because I was looking at the numbers from last year's mm-hmm. uh, polls. We've outdone those numbers in like the first few days. We outdid the numbers of like all the that. It was, it was some of them where the people, it's like already hundreds of votes, like in one category what yes and i'm looking like oh my god i'm like people are not playing this year like people are really out there pushing i mean i mean i I wish you could see it baby like for those of you that just don't know people actually posting stuff on twitter posting stuff on facebook they're voting i see that i'm trying not to look at the actual poll numbers because okay. I don't, I want to be surprised too. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I take a peek and I be like, I don't mind. Look at them numbers, and I get off wow. real quick. And it's just one of those things where I think it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be fun. And um, if me and Roger can schedule it right, I think uh, if it's possible, I want to call the people and let them do an award speech this year. Okay, if that's possible, no problem. Um, all right, part two. Long time no feedback. Part two. Electric Boogaloo. Woohoo! Hi, Rod and Karen. I am moved to comment on a topic covered in a couple of your recent shows, the student videos. Let me say this as a graduate from one of the, the two law schools criticized in the videos out here. Rod is absolutely correct when he characterizes the students' sad trombones as a failure parenting. Mm. Let me read that again because that's not very often that I get... <laughs> You get praise. Feedback that says I'm absolutely right about anything. Rod is absolutely correct when he char- characterizes the student's sad trombones as a failure of parenting. Well, I don't even have to read the rest of this. Uh, let's just <laughs> that's that, that, that's it. <laughs> she has spoken enough. Right. She might say something that the later critiques me. Uh, <clears throat> y'all know how, y'all know I teach grown folks. And for this semester's class for my first year students, I've fallen into the habit of hanging out in the lecture hall after the last class of the few of the week with a few students. We fall into the habit of hanging out to discuss history, specifically African-American history. It started back in January when I showed a bit of Freedom Riders to illustrate a point, And at the class, I let the video ride. None had ever heard of North to South Greyhound and Trailways, racially integrated bus line, bus rides that tested the new federal desegregation laws in the Deep South. After that post-class uh, gathering, a few students asked me what their reason to protest will be. Yo, hmm. how am I supposed to know what will move you and your generation? But okay. That's true because it's, it's, <clears throat> it's different per generation. Mm-hmm. Because like, like, LCA, like me and LCH is one thing. Our struggles are going to be different than your struggles. And the way you protest is going to be different than the way when we protest. And the way that you perceive the world around you is going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. But okay, older folks have played parts in our social movements. But I was struck by the lack of self-awareness and self-actualization. Students are often the reasons for the protest season, not old folks. Yeah, exactly. What, yeah. Am, I, what am I supposed to say? 
<laughs> yeah, all I'm gonna tell you is go get them. Right. You should be upset. And and they looking at you about what, nigga? <coughs> you old. But well, yeah. then obviously this is not what you want to protest about. Then the, they're gonna be outside the uh, city hall. <laughs> what do we want? Uh, I don't, what, 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 um, excuse me, Professor, what do we want again? Um, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> freedom? Uh, we want freedom? Did, did you take notes when we was in that class? Right. Shit, I don't remember. We, we want something. Right. And we want it now. Right. When do we want this? Is it now? I, I don't know. I think it might be next week. Let me check, let me, let me, let me check my Google, my Google calendar. Right. When, when can we get together for this? I don't think I got this update. Mm-mm. Somebody Skype me, um, uh, and let me know when we want this. But I was struck by the like, oh, wait, I said that already. Our role is to give you gas money, order pizza, and for your strategy meetings, teach you spirituals and chants. We say during our protest, pick your peeps up from the airport and bail you out of jail. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Like, even when, like, that's what's funny, right? When we protested at Fayetteville State for visitation, it was old people, older people that were professors advisors mentors that advised us on how to construct our fucking protests mm-hmm. y'all man oh i can help you organize now you gonna have to fight but i can tell you that i can um strategically tell you what you need to do yeah we made our case and then they heard it and was like that's reasonable i don't think the chancellor is with this he ain't trying to hear it but um if you want to fight it, this is what you need to do and then we organized means and did that shit that's it that's what you do you know, thank goodness, uh, one of our, uh, my sweet mate, Jason, he was like 27 and in college, uh, he was a grown man. He was never going back to not getting pussy. It was unreasonable. <laughs> yes. He was and like, no, thank God for his perseverance. He was like our, you know, leader for this shit. This week at another post-class chat, I learned that students didn't know why DC has no senators. I share why they also didn't know that they currently live in a gentrified DC. I knew better than to tell them to go read about it and instead suggested that they view a couple of great documentaries, DC in the 60s and 70s, that explained anti-Chocolate City political positions. Later in the same discussion, I expressed surprise when there, that there seemed to be no questioning of white supremacy notions, just an embrace of white norms and baffled sadness that encountered racism when encountering racism. One of the self-proclaimed radical students explained that growing up in a certain poorer parts of the country, schools aren't teaching African-American history. He added that African-Americans were mentioned during, uh, when African-Americans were mentioned during Black History Month, they are dead and gone. He said folks who grew up like he did only know the media representations and what's around them. Because of that, they had no reason to see African-American people as desirable. Why learn more about undesirables? Mm-hmm. exactly wow man. like i remember when we had um i did a medium talk with this dude sterling uh who makes african-american like toys like historical history in action action figures um and i remember asking him one of the questions was who currently who's alive or you know hasn't really been you know given the treatment yet who would you suggest as a person to make a historical action figure out of right now. He told me he had never been asked that question before. 
Wow. He, he does this shit for a living. For a living, dog. People just accept black history is as, as they dead and gone. It's history. That's what they think. Versus they're live, actually living history. Because it's some have, old shit. Yeah, you have to understand that when people protested back in the day, they were living history. But we don't, we don't, we're actually living history too, but we don't consider it as history. Right. And I wasn't even talking about necessarily the president. Although I do think Michelle Obama would have made a great, um, boy, but, mm-hmm. but, um, Jeffrey Canada. Like the the guy over the um you know the 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 basically retaking uh, Harlem's education system and being like yeah we're gonna teach these black people that have historically generationally failed uh, systematically out of school and reform this shit we're gonna reprioritize this community and make education the first like shit like that like why can't we teach kids about that true. That's not a radical idea. It's not some dude walking around talking bad about white people or Mm-mm. anything. He's just a person that cares about his community and wants to help. So, yeah, it's sad that African-American history is history uh, when it comes to most of these places. Mm-hmm. Take it, Jesus. That's her, not me. <laughs> uh, or maybe she said it like that. Take it, Jesus. I know. Let me fan myself. Oh, man. Uh, he sees himself and his peers see him as different because he's read and learned some things while taking african-american history in college now he knows that his peers and others this is not just a young person problem have no idea that there's information that if they knew would fill their hearts strengthen their backbones and clarify their vision and purpose i'm seeing that too many of these students have zero knowledge of what american blackness has been or can be they have no roots actually they don't even have a tree they are like fallen dried leaves but poverty doesn't explain everything. It happens also in other homes. Recently, I witnessed exactly how such a thing happens at a young age in a home with loving parents, resources, and achievement. I overheard a mother complain that her son's school hasn't taught him one thing about African-American history. I stared at her like she had three horns. All right. No, I, I can't even front. I learned all my African American history at home anyway. Yeah, it, it like school wasn't nothing but a fucking refresher course because I'd just be up in there like knew this. I used to be bored. Like African American history month, I'd be up there like, and Benjamin Manneker was oh what? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, I already and, knew. And the thing is, for me, Professor L C H and even Roderick, I, I'm in this group. The only African-American history I got was do school. Nobody ever sat down and was like, let me show you about your history. Let you know, if, 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 if we went Martin Luther King, Sojourn the Truth, Madam C.J. Walker, I didn't learn that shit. So mm-hmm. I, so literally I'm a part of this group. Like I wish somebody would have set my ass down. And be like, Hey, let me, let, let me show you about your history. Yeah. Even then in those classes, like I learned a lot, but still it was like, you know what I mean? Like it was like, yeah, but I know that you're they're only they're gonna tell you George Washington Carver mm-hmm. uh made some peanuts. All right, there you go. He made a whole lot of shit with peanuts. You you good? I got that out the system. Back to George Washington. Uh the real one. <laughs> the real one. I overheard the dad ask the son why he doesn't view African American movies. And just like that, as a near threat to a son, uh just, like why don't you watch african-american movies was it sam jackson i'm in most of them yes he is <coughs> and even the ones you don't know i'm not even accredited for i'll pop in there on them i'm in them all a shark ate me the son had expressed his disbelief of african-american girls as loud mean and ghetto so now african-american movies are the cure great 
so if he watches some movies then he'll learn that black women are not loud mean and ghetto although i'm pretty sh- i don't know if you'll learn that from movies you might need to meet some black women ah because some of these movies <laughs> no <laughs> he's like okay dad i watched them and um tyler perry pretty much says all these black women are loud mean and ghetto and got aids and they all have aids apparently dad i'm sorry but uh i watched the movies like you told me and uh i'm most scared and all the men are on the download yeah. what the, what are you teaching me daddy i don't want to beat a woman or throw her kids out a window okay mm-hmm. when parents aren't taught parents often don't teach not teaching leaves psyches available for anything when marginalized populations like African-Americans in America allow the media to teach their children their value and humanity, their children learn what others in America and across the world learn, that African-Americans are good for an occasional touchdown dance, triple-double, grimy song, or sassy refrain. Such awfulness doesn't fortify, it sickens and weakens. Again, Rod was right. Oh, see, I'm glad I kept reading. Glad you did, too. You got praised twice, son. Again, Rod was right about how the students who have some semblance of self-act. So, for example, when they were at that law school, we fought them. We Oh, when we were at that law school, we fought them. We had demands. We embarrassed them on the news by identifying and criticizing their hypocrisy. Even when and while they stiff-armed us, we carried on. We met and spent quality time with other African-Americans across campus which was in walking distance. We created this cool Friday night off-campus gathering where we educated ourselves, played games, dialogue, and fed each other. We raised money for our organizations when the school wouldn't fund some of our projects by selling our organization's sweatshirt to African-American students nationally. They never loved us. I don't even know if they liked us, but it seemed pretty clear that they surely respected us. Despite them, some of us got great grades and went on to have great careers. Despite them, those of us who didn't get great grades went on to have great careers. Now, here's the rub. Ask my law school students if we should contact the students to apprise them of the school's history, especially in less politically correct times. Folks ain't even answer me. Oh, well, damn. No one's interested in doing the hard work of teaching the children, even folks who were soldiers. To be generous is too painful, and some of us don't want to relive the pain that's also shame, personal or professional, that gets in the way of sharing. I suspect this may also be true for parents yeah that's true also um i think what really is scary the what was the most scary outcome and the reason a lot of people not going to say anything to these kids a lot of these people are going to be scared that these kids will reject them on some like no 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 no. i'm not asking for your help i'm asking for these people with these affirmative action shirts on that don't like me to help you know what I'm saying? Your mm-hmm. advice is not valuable to me. That's I I want these people to like me and they aren't. So hopefully this video will make them like me. That's the scariest outcome. Hopefully that's not an outcome. Hopefully that's not what the video's about and all that shit. But that's the scariest thing about that video because they never really said what they truly want or how they're going to get it. What they did do was a whole lot of, you know, why us? Please accept us understand us we won't make you aware you know what i'm saying so yeah and that would make a motherfucker mad what if i drove all the way up there to talk to these kids and then they hit me with that like yeah that's cool but 
what you gonna say to these uh what we gonna supposed to say to these white people to get them to like us i'll be like oh, oh you wasting my time all, all right i'm shutting my yeah. shit i'll probably leave in the middle of the goddamn meeting <laughs> right. they'll be like uh where where professor morrow going but like y'all wasting my goddamn time <laughs> right they be like you mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. don't you call me lose my number lose my email don't contact me about no more bullshit call me when you ready for ready ready for war i will be invoicing y'all for gas yes i will but you know i mean but that's like i said i don't know that that will happen i don't even know that that's the case just saying i think that's scary to a lot of people is like i don't want to invest time in these kids and find out they don't care about my time anyway no they don't <clears throat> but you don't know that you say no, they don't. No, I'm no, 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 no. I'm saying in that particular scenario, it yeah. would be they didn't, which would make me angry. Yeah. But yeah, it could be something where they really are concerned and really want to know, which would be a great thing, right. which is what these people are looking for. But that's why I think people are scared is yeah. I'm not going up there. I'm not dedicating time because they're on the off chance. Because there, there's nothing scarier to somebody that wants to help than to be told, like, I don't want your help. Like, your help yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Yeah. And, and I've been in those situations and as a person who just has a teaching heart, a lot of times it's one of those things where I had to learn kind of the hard way. And you know what I do? I just look and I say, okay. Yeah. And I walk away and I just watch the boat sink. Um, no one. Okay. So she says, uh, I suspect this also may be true for parents, but all of this avoidance yields, ki- yield adults, kids who know nothing. My dad drilled this quotation in our home. A man without knowledge of himself is like a tree without roots. The lesson, don't be a dead tree. Don't be a log that can be rolled. Uh, sorry for extensive communication. I know how much Rod hates it when listeners, viewers ramble. And even as I write, I wonder how many times Brent will interrupt the reading of this lengthy feedback. Ah, memories. Yeah, he used to call during all her emails. Oh, no. It's, it's like when we read her stuff, the alert went out. I know. I everybody want to call. Everybody everybody would like light it up. But we got through your whole thing, honey. Yeah. We got a lunch date, so we can't even be fucking around. No, Nobody getting their call answered today. Oh, no. No no lines open today. Thanks for making it to the end, Professor LCH. Thank you for writing, man. I always love hearing from you. And, yes. Uh, always. Uh, I was wondering when we were talking about this shit. I was wondering, like, I hope she said she don't want me. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's like, hey, she, 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 she the one with the education. I'm like, cause in the funny, while Rod was talking, I was like, I don't know nothing about that. Oh, yeah. where this video at? I ain't never heard about that. Miss mm-hmm. Danny Tan right saying, hey y'all, love the shows this week. The comedy guys you had on this guest had me laughing so hard at work. Just wanted to give a little feedback. First, about the girl who's suing her parents for college. She needs to go sit down somewhere. My parents helped me out with paying for my college tuition, but that's because they wanted to, not because they had to. I wish I would have told my parents they had to do something for me. Child, I be dead. I know it's so. They don't play that mess. Some kids get away too, get way too full of themselves. Shaking my head. Now, about those students at PWIs complaining about being in a small population at their school. Listen, I'm sure they chose to go to that school. They applied to the institution, and upon acceptance, they decided to attend. Unless they had no idea about HBCUs, which I'm sure they did, they decided that the school they attended was best for you for them. I'm not sure if they discredited having a degree from an HBCU, but attending a PWI pretty much means that it says predominantly what it says predominantly white institution so there's no need to complain hell i love my hbcu shout out to tuskegee university golden tigers and don't and you don't see me making a whole video why are there so many niggas it looks like an episode <laughs> it looks like an episode of a different world where are all the white people <laughs> could you imagine white people making these videos of hbcus oh uh, wouldn't that put by the way that would so 
put everybody into like the oh yeah okay yeah this is a bit kind of stupid like if it happened the other way now i'm not saying it's equal it's not fair and it's not the same and it would be hilarious i watched them laugh i'm not I, even gonna right i would be so much meaner watching that video <laughs> <laughs> i will watch and just crack up <laughs> i am one of the 32 white people oh my at God. this university and Someone i do and i do not understand why we have fried chicken and collard greens <laughs> every sunday what a hog mog somebody please help me they will have signs no i don't know where whole foods is no 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 um and um somebody had to educate me on weaves and braids and a difference between perms and uh, nah, you're talking about what they learned from black people no okay i'm saying they you gotta think about it from their perspective like this video oh, was oh, okay. was like poor me what about me it'll be like uh no i do not know how to uh no i do not know the lyrics to dave matthews band songs you know what i mean <laughs> stuff like that no i do not like hootie and the blowfish i didn't get into this university because i'm white okay <laughs> just because i'm old doesn't mean i'm a fan of madonna uh what does it mean when you say i'm white but i'm not white white okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> no i will not teach you how to do uh how to line dance um uh, all right so no i like all types of music but why do why do i have to like country just because i'm white listen you brilliant talented black people black students that listen to the show at hbcus get you a camera round up these white people make this happen oh that would be epic okay i need this in my I life watch that i need this in my life so fast oh it would be so greatness <laughs> all right man oh. um and you don't see me making a video. Oh yeah, where are the white people? So the students should suck it up and press on. Hell, and I, and honestly, I think they will suck it up and press on. I do too. And before yeah. you move on, somebody said, "Don't touch my mullet." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell, I work for a PWI now. The black students have their own clubs and events. Segregation much? Nah, anyone can come. I was invited to an all-black event, and it turned and it was called a chocolate affair. Yes, indeed. Shoot. Let some white students at the HBCU make a video about being a few pieces of salt in the pepper jar. Oh, she said it. Being a few pieces of salt in the pepper jar. Black folk would be pissed. Mm-hmm. They would. I'll be laughing. I'll be laughing. Someone It'd need be to greatness. make it. Somebody please make this. Oh, I'm the man. I'm trying to tell you. They better be glad we ain't we don't got black guy who tips productions. That 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 that'd be the next skit coming. Well, I've written a novel here. LOL. Love y'all. Keep up the good work. Peace, Danny Ten. P.S. Scandal is back, and I'm here for hide, the hiding of Carrie watching this baby bump. I'm just ready. For, yeah, I also noticed she ain't been reading people to tea the last two weeks. I'm starting to think it's because the baby. Oh, it's just like we can't have you getting too too hyper on these scenes or something. Something's up. Something up. A lot of sitting behind a desk. I don't know. Uh, everybody else getting the storylines. I see that baby. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready for Pope and Associates to get back to solving shit. And Quinn must die. And Abby. Oh, Quinn. Put a gun on Liv. Are you serious? I will cut you. <laughs> oh, my God. Let I cut you. She must be out her goddamn mind, man. I was talking to my mom about this last night. I know. Y'all were going to dip, too. I know. My dad was like, what is this again? Your dad was lost. Mm-hmm. We did talk about 12 different things. And it's like, and the baby probably not his. Like, what are y'all talking about? Because uh, ever since she snitched on Liv to David, I don't like that hoe. Laugh my ass off, bye. Thanks, Dad. Bye, sweetie. Black Rob, last email. He says, hey, Rod and Karen. Failure parent in his title. Hey, Rod and Karen. 
I just wanted to co-sign something you said about uh, during the discussion about the black students at UCLA, Harvard, uh, and Harvard having a hard time dealing with the realization that they are, in fact, black in America. Welcome to the club, my young friends. There will be a confirmation email sent to you all shortly. I think you guys were spot on when you said that these videos are the result of failed parenting. Uh, I do wonder about that, especially for the interracial kids, like how many kids were raised in the, like, we're not going to talk about race. We're not going to discuss it. You live in a race free world. And then the kids get out there and they're just unprepared. They're just like, what? Why is people acting like this mom and dad? You know, it's like, well, uh, my bad. Something that hit me when, uh, when thinking about this other day, these kids are the product of a generation of parents who took an approach to parenting that was based around protecting and insulating their kids at all costs. I'm referring to the type of parents that would go up to the school, cut out the teacher, or complain to the principal when their kid got a bad grade rather than actually talking to or disciplining their child. The type of parents who complain to the coach or to the damn school board that their kid didn't make the basketball team rather than encouraging their kid to work harder and come back next year. The problem with that approach to parenting, parents like this leave their kids woefully unprepared for life and the system don't stop at the graduation. All you can control is what you can control. Mm -hmm. Study, get good grades, and fuck what the racist white people on campus think about you. Part of being black in America is learning how to deal with schism effectively. And this is where I'm the most disappointed with the parents of black students at UCLA and Harvard. Rather than wasting time making whiny-ass videos, why not flip it, flip it on your white classmates and get them reparation drinks up out of them? Mm, I understand. The intersection of, <laughs> go out to the bar, get them drinks. The intersection of white privilege and white guilt is a glorious place for black people. I've been to the mountaintop. I have seen it. I barely paid for a drink for four years of college because white kids spending their parents' money on me. This is the biggest way that black parents have failed their children, not putting them up on game about reparation drinks. Rest assured, when the time comes, Black Rob Jr. will be ready to hustle them drinks up out of his white classmates. <laughs> it is an art. It's a science to it now. It is a science to it. All right, man. That's it for today. Thanks for the feedback. Very long feedback episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.